Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Van Vliet. Thank you so much for being here. I see you already, Jordo, Quigley, JT, Sonic, Gino, and many more hanging out on Trovo.live slash Vleeties. My name is Ryan Van Vliet. This is, uh, I'm the other guy from the whole fucking show. Formerly the whole F- or fucking show podcast on YouTube. Formerly Grit Fiend on YouTube. Uh, there's still a, uh, I think it's, I think it's Ryan Van Vliet on YouTube. I was thinking of doing the simulcast to YouTube tonight, but every time I do that, it, the stream gets shut down. We're not allowed to watch any, any videos at all. None videos are allowed whenever we're watching, uh, whenever we're on YouTube. For some reason, YouTube, which is a video service, doesn't want you to have any videos during your own streams, but... Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for downloading on the podcast. I appreciate it. If you notice, I'm by myself tonight. Podcasters, I just looked around to my left and to my right. No geezy. He talked about his new obsession. He's got one of those addictive personalities, okay? So we all know where what he's doing. He told me he's playing golf really early in the morning, so he can't make it tonight. Like, oh, I got such an early tea time. Do you want to go early? Like, that was the solution. Like, let's just go early. Like, fuck Impact Wrestling. Uh, don't worry about, you know, the kiddos that are running around. Don't worry about taking care of things at the home. Make sure we go early tonight. So that way we can do, you know, an hour early. Do do the Red Faction, do the sports stuff early. Can't do it early. We had to watch Impact. Impact Wrestling emanated tonight from uh, the, I call it the Impact Wrestling Studios. So we will get into that later on. Uh, I'm kind of divvying up part one, part two for this one since it is just me. We know how I like to do things. Keep it, keep it, uh, it's a variety show. It's a variety hour, okay? Hour number one, you know, I don't talk any wrestling really. Wrestling slips in, there's wrestling references made constantly. But there's another world outside of wrestling, okay? Now, everyone knows Kevin and I every Wednesday immediately following uh, All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite. He and I do the whole fucking show, okay? So I talk a lot of wrestling as well. Even more wrestling. Kevin watches Raw, SmackDown, and AEW. I watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Impact Wrestling, AEW, and MLW. Those are the main six. Now, that doesn't include today I watched Beyond Wrestling, and I watched a match between Dominic Dajakovic, although I think his name was Donovan Dijak, and he was taking on Biff Busick, Oni Lorcan. I watched that on YouTube. That doesn't count, Okay. Ayako knows. Ayako already wrote it in the chat. I'm the only true wrestling fan alive. I watch it all. I am trying to consume every hour of television that I have with wrestling. But something has been plopped into our laps. Something exciting. Something new. Something something naughty. And that is Caitlyn Jenner releasing a campaign ad. Thank you, Ayako, for bringing this to my attention. Now, everybody knows. I keep tabs on politics. Everyone knows which way I kind of lean. I like to have the conversations, though, okay? Just because, hey, if you're new here, I lean a little red. I lean a little to the right. If you lean to the left or you're blue, let's talk about it. Let's figure out why you do that. Let's figure out why I do this. But California, clearly a blue state. I'm from there. I lived there my entire life. Ayako, thank you so much for the sub. I hope the sounds are working. I saw the sub in the chat happen, so I should be interrupted with a at any moment now. So I'm hoping that Botrix is still working. I know OVS had a weird issue last night, so hopefully everything's been remedied by right now. I heard Gino do a TTS, so we know that some things are working. So uh, into uh, so looking at California, and, and you know the, the the stats keep coming out, and everything keeps getting released. You know the unemployment rate doubled in every blue state after the pandemic. 
Uh, I mean, business. If you go to downtown LA, everything's shut down. Like you really, California for me has always been like my home. I love the people there. I love the beach. I hate the traffic. I hate the gas prices. I, I, I really do hate the sense that they're better than everyone. There's this elitist attitude. Meanwhile, whenever there's, whenever the weather gets over a hundred degrees, there's power outages frequently. Now I know people are going to go, well, Texas just had the freeze. Yeah. A once in a hundred year storm caused everything to fuck up. Okay. Yes. I that you guys win that one. Every summer there's rolling blackouts in California because they don't spend money on their electrical grid. It hasn't been updated since what the seventies. So maybe it's time to look into that a little bit. New technologies go green. Um, you know, that's another one of those things. We're going to go green. And meanwhile, you know, like there's no, they don't really invest in their electricity. They don't invest in natural electricity. It's just a mess. It's all a disaster. So that brings me to Caitlyn Jenner, the savior of California. She is a Republican. She's admitted several times it was harder for her to come out as a Republican than it was to come out as transgender. Uh, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of people were still skeptic about her, uh, about her actual, like if she is transgender. Like you know, it was during that time it really felt like such a publicity stunt, like Bruce and. Uh, going through that transition. Finally, we're not talking about Chris or Kim or Courtney or Chloe. Talking about Bruce. Bruce is the headline now. So we have a campaign ad. We need to see it because I think Bruce and I, or Caitlin and I, uh oh, I, I think Caitlin and I have a lot of similar views on how to fix California and remember what California used to be. Famed Olympic gold medalist Caitlin Okay, podcasters, Caitlin's going through like a cabinet. California was once the envy of the world. Now they're showing some clips of how beautiful California used to be. Jordo TWFS says I've been playing GTA Liberty City stories lately, and it's better than I remember. What do you think of mafia pop culture? Mafia pop culture? I have no idea what... Oh, there it is, Ayako. There was an insane delay. What do I think of Mafia? Nathan 19 says, more NFL talk, ladies. Don't go anywhere, Nathan. There will be a lot of NFL talk, okay? There's rumors around the NFL. We need to talk about one rumor in particular that I that I have a feeling, spoiler alert, the Raiders are going to be well off this season. They're going to be fine. The draft was whatever. Wait until you see what they do before the season starts. Uh, Jordo says, what do I think of Mafia mob culture? I hope that just means... Like the mafia, like anything that the mafia is about, like the Godfather movies. Love, love Godfather one, Godfather two. I uh, love Scarface. You know, I like I like organized crime movies. I've been watching Sons of Anarchy. Maybe not the Italian mob, mob but dude, so awesome. And Nathan Weller in the chat. No spoilers, but yes, the Raiders are getting Aaron Rodgers. It's in the. It's so clearly written in the stars. Okay, let's listen to Caitlyn Jenner talk about California. We had what everyone else wanted. Is American this Bruce Jenner's voice, by the way? Like, I hate to be, I don't know how many people are running for governor now, but is Caitlin able to use her old clips from uh, her old clips uh, from when she was Bruce? And now it's like, whoa, this is this is some some uh, meta shit right here. This is cerebral. Uh, Jordo in the chat. Yes. Like the Godfather, Goodfellas, stuff like that. I love Goodfellas. Scarface, one of my favorite movies ever. I know that's like hack because I remember watching MTV Cribs and like every rapper had Scarface in their like closet. And I was like, why? That's my movie. Like, how come everyone likes that one more? Like, I really love Scarface. Like, my dad is a, my dad is a Godfather guy. Godfather is the one that won the Academy Awards and everybody loved everybody loved uh, the Godfather. And it's good. It's great. I admit I love it. 
but I have Scarface on DVD, and whenever I move into like a new place, I normally will watch Scarface. I don't know if it's for motivation, but it just is like a, it's a good movie from start to finish. And talk about uh, Liberty City Stories, uh, Jordo. I played the Scarface video game, where the video game starts with the ending of the movie, and instead of getting shot in the back, you turn around and kill the guy with a shotgun, and you escape from your own like mansion. And now it's up to you to like rebuild your Montana empire. Uh, Cause some people think you're dead. I, I don't remember the whole thing. I do remember the soundtrack in that game was just as good as a lot of the grand theft auto games. Cause I'm driving around listening to, uh, to Johnny cash beans for breakfast. Once again, it was awesome. And you could, you could set which songs you wanted to hear. American dream grew up here. Whoa, catch the buzz. Feel to stay. Oh, a chicken winner from Nathan Weller. Thank you for the chicken winner. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. Another chicken winner from Nathan Weller. My favorite, the chicken is dabbing. I've been watching four Bama Shore, like I said last night. People are dabbing. Hydrate from Maddie Spice. I got a, I got a Coca-Cola here. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. Oh, an, an easy, it's a smoothie doing the finger thing. I love that guy. Thank you, Nathan, for the elixir. Maddie Spice, this sips for you. Coca-Cola. They don't. They think that showing your ID to vote is racist. Their policies have destroyed that dream. It's been locked away. Yep. Closed. Shuttered. Yep. Left in the dark. Well, that's racist. Burned down. The government is now involved in every part of our lives. Is this just Caitlyn's voice? I, I guess I don't know how this works. Like, I thought she had more of a feminine voice now. Is that just Bruce? But. Bruce, Bruce's vocal cords and that gorgeous Caitlyn Jenner body. They've taken our money, our jobs, yep. and our freedom. They took our jeeps. California needs a disruptor. Oh. A compassionate disruptor. Oh my gosh, that is Caitlyn. I thought that was... I like came her. here with a dream 48 years By ago. By the way, a disruptor, this is the same person that uh, bashed Donald Trump. You want to talk about the ultimate disruptor? How about Donald Trump showing up at the White House and telling the ho whole entire system to fuck yourself? It was amazing. It was incredible. Even to this day, he's he launches a website that you can share on Twitter and Facebook. Like, oh, I, I'm not allowed on Twitter and Facebook, but just share from my website. Here you guys go. Donald Trump forever. Kevin, thank you so much for the stay safes, for the hype, for the roses. And apparently, I didn't know this, but yeah, Bruce, Caitlin never had any sort of vocal cord surgery like i remember gizak saying we'd be millionaires if we could figure out how to modify vocal cords they know how to do that already they can do that they can remove your adam's apple there's a surgery for everything now uh but i guess i guess caitlin opted to have the bruce voice going to be the greatest athlete in the world now i enter a different kind of race arguably my most important one yet to save California. What? Epic. For the parents who had to balance work and their child's education. For business owners who were forced to shut down. For pastors who were not able to be with their congregation. Yep. Or the family who lost. Yeah, that was another thing. I, California was one of those hilarious states where every church was locked down, but the, the marijuana shops were all still open. Like, I understand. We understand you guys. Uh, <laughs> Maddie Spice in the chat. Didn't you have vocal cord surgery? I did. I did have a vocal cord surgery, and luckily for me, I didn't have the same side effects that Bruce Caitlin had, because, yeah, those are not at all. Uh, her voice, she, she she probably would benefit from having the vocal cords uh, slipped a little bit. 
their home in a fire for an entire generation of students. I approve all of Leedy shirts to be produced, Kevin. Jordo, you better wear them. And get on Twitter and make sure you at El Fantasmo on Twitter, you wearing my shirt. And he'll, he'll know what it means. Who lost a year of education. This past year has redefined our career politicians. Whoa, for those listening on the podcast, they just showed the clip of Nancy Pelosi walking walking through the salon with no mask on, you know, talking about career politicians here who are abusing their power. Uh, Gilbert Medina, weed shops bring in a lot of tax dollars, ladies. What do they do with that tax money, though, Gilbert? Like, that's the big... That's I, I agree with Caitlin. What what are you doing? What is California doing with the money? Because apparently it was supposed to go to education, but uh, a lot of the schools are closed, or their schools are never were any, funded any better than they were before. So there is no there there's no s- evidence that they're using that money correctly anyway. So and I'm not saying close wheat shops. I'm saying keep churches open, keep them both open. I live in Texas. Everything was kept open. Things closed for maybe a week or two. Because we had 15 days to slow the spread. And then, I mean, gyms were closed for a few months. But for the most part, we were all still able to do whatever we wanted. Indoor dining came back really quick because restaurants need that to survive. And I went, I indoor dined today. No mask even when I walked in. It's outstanding. So it just shows the and, – and on the screen right now, we have Gavin Newsom sitting at a table with nine people. Not None of them are wearing masks. And I love – I love uh, on Tuesday night we talked about Joe Biden – not wearing it. He took that picture with Jimmy Carter and his and, uh, and his wife, both wives, and none of them are wearing masks. And it's like Joe Biden will wear a mask on a Zoom call, but he will not wear a mask when he's next to 93-year-old Jimmy Carter. And the people of California as the warriors, the kings, and the angels. We never take kindly to glass ceilings here. Instead, we shatter them. Oh. We're the trailblazers, the innovators. California is facing big hurdles. Now, we need leaders who are unafraid to leap to new heights. He does not want to finish record in this race. He wants the world record. Who are unafraid to challenge. I can't believe this awesome, this awesome Olympian, like such butch man, became a female. Like, what? what is, and, like, what, how did this happen? It had to be all those, that Kardashian bullshit. They shoved him into this. And to change the status quo. I want to prove that it is absolutely possible if we only do it together. He won woman of the year and he still talks like that. It's so, uh, it's, I don't know. I, the, Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner, it really does. Like I, I, Hey, I'm all for shaking up California because clearly it's a shithole, but there's still something so silly about Bruce. Now Caitlyn Jenner won woman of the year. Like this is, this is ridiculous. This is insane. This is 2021 at its peak. California, it's time to reopen our schools, reopen our businesses, reopen the Golden Gates. So I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, I'm running to be governor for all Californians. I, like, I, don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, so many confused li- I don't know. I didn't hear the voice say it, but so many confused libs in this California election. Voting TWFS in- says MT Shasta. See, Mount Shasta played. Why didn't Ayako's play? But Ayako said so many confused libs in California for this election. They're going to be voting against a trans woman. And that is literally violence. When you vote against a trans person, you are diminishing their existence, which is violence. Because everything is violence now, okay? Everything is violence, especially if you don't support 
Caitlyn Jenner, who sounds like a lot like Bruce Jenner. Like, honestly, when this thing started playing, I thought we were still listening to a man talk. To reclaim our true identity, to bring back the gold to the Golden State. What a tremendous victory! Now is the time to achieve that summit, to be the shining city on the hill, and together we'll restore and renew the California dream. Yeah, buddy. It's about what happens from here. It's not just about one person. It's about all of us. Jeez, that kept getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And yes, uh, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, congrats. This is a cool commercial. I agree with a lot of things you said. Look into that vocal cord surgery. Ew, Thank you, Jake Shreds, all day for the subscription. I'm not diminishing her existence. I'm just saying, a lot of what I heard sounded just like when a man talks to me. That's exactly the same inflection. Everything was the same uh, whenever a dude's cutting a promo. You know, this is California, damn it. Like, it, re it really did just kind of feel like a guy was talking. So, I don't, I don't know. Hey, what that doesn't matter, okay? The, the voice doesn't matter. Toxic masculinity, whatever. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. A chicken winner from Nathan Weller. Thank you so much. Kevin brought up a good point. Where is the custom the custom spell? I, I We need to set those up. Custom elixir spells, custom anything. All red everything. TWFS has dropped two roses. That's Caitlyn Jenner. Clapping it up for her, him. Whatever you do. Yeah, it's it really is odd. Like I got a picture of, of Caitlyn right behind me. And it's just... Nathan 19 says, Vladies never accepts my love. I will accept your love all day Nathan Weller, you are the best. We got a Jake Shreds all day. Hydrate. I got a big cup of water here with Roman Reigns and Triple H. Triple H is the only one who went shirtless for this cup. Oh, Brock's on here. Brock's not wearing any clothes either. either. Let's take a sip of water for Jake Shreds all day. Mm. I got ice in there too. A gift sub from Quigley. Thank you, Quigley. I appreciate Ew, wow. you. Maddie Spice, welcome back to the cruise, my friend. I got this at a WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. I went to WrestleMania 32 here in Dallas, where I'm going to be seeing Enzo Amore. Speaking of AT&T Stadium, enough of Caitlyn Jenner. Congrats, Caitlyn. You can do your own shit. And it is a kid's shot, Kevin. It's made out of silicone. It is for my son. Oh, it's green, so it doesn't show up. But it's great. I'll put it right here. It's it's awesome straw. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is boxing this weekend. No, I don't watch a lot of boxing, but my favorite part of this whole news story is AT&T Stadium, baby. Dallas, Dallas, Texas. 65,000 people are going to be attending this event inside AT&T Stadium because Jerry Jones don't give a fuck. Jerry Jones is trying to make some money, everybody. So I was kind of going through this. Now, I don't watch... Maddie Spice 04 says boxing has too many belts. Exactly, but that's why we're going to combine them, all right? It's going to be Canelo Alvarez defending the WBC, the WBA, and they're going to be combining it with Saunders WBO. And I swear there's a third belt on uh, Canelo Alvarez, so there's even more belts that are, that are to be had. And I agree. Like, there really should be – we talk about how many different boxing or organizations there are, and that's where the belt oversaturation kind of comes in, where you it, it means a lot to be the undisputed champion – 
And then w- what happens? Do you retire? And that's how these belts kind of go back to their individual promotions. And then, okay, now we're going to build up another new guy to one day become the undisputed Jake champion. Shreds all day says who gives a fuck about these belts. That's a good question. Yeah, like who really wants these belts? And even when I see WBC, WBA, WBO, like it really is like we, we need we need to have the all elite wrestling step in. We need to have WWE step in and go, okay, one belt. My guys are never, ever, ever going to fight. Parts Made in Japan says we need a boxing Vince McMahon to buy all the territories. Exactly. We need we need Vince to show up, get every, like take all the best fighters from the WBO, sign them to exclusive contracts where they can't go on Twitch anymore. Like, just don't let them go anywhere. Like, no more Snapchats. You guys belong to one company. Uh, you're, you're kind of an independent contractor. Sonic underscore Gino says boxing needs a belt collector like Kenny in a double. Uh, in a double. That's what that's what Canelo's trying to do. He's trying to collect all the belts. He wants every single one. And one thing that annoys me that even uh, that even Kevin brought up in the chat is how many different weight classes there are in boxing. It really is like, well, I want a belt. And this guy has a belt and he weighs 142. So I'm going to go for the belt where I can weigh 145. It's this weird, well, we really need to keep things as as, <laughs> as close as possible. We keep, we really need to make sure weight classes are taken seriously, brother. So, yeah, this match is happening, or this fight. So I'm, oh, my gosh, this prize fight is happening this Saturday, AT&T Stadium. It's going to be on DAZN. I've never watched anything on DAZN. That always seems to be the one that's like, it's not fight TV, it's DAZN. Like, it's the other one. So I have no... Uh, I mean, I pro- maybe we'll watch this. I have no idea. I know Canelo, Al- Canelo Alvarez is the favorite. He's the favorite to win Jake by decision. Jake Shreds all day says sweet science pugilism is bullshit. Kick him in the fucking head. Yeah, maybe throw a kick in there once in a while. Yeah, boxing, it is more of, like, it is, the, it, the fist and the, you know, it, there's it's that sweet science. It's such the sport where it's like this. Now, fighting is fighting, Okay. And that's why he says, fighting out of the blue corner like an asshole. I still hate that guy, by the way. Um, yeah, I still don't like Bruce Buffer. A- anyone who wants to hear me talk about MMA, I normally leave Bruce Buffer out of it because he's a fucking joke. Th- he's in an empty arena screaming at the top of his lungs, looking at the fighter as he's talking about them and, like, hoping he gets a fist bump or a nod or some shit. It's like, dude, can you just relax? We know. We Greg Hamilton, Mike Rome, all these guys in WWE, they never get as animated or as goofy as this fucking guy. Like it's it's insane to me. But uh, this this fight's happening this weekend. Put the money on Canelo to win by decision. That's what everybody's saying. So we'll see what happens there. Sixty five thousand people, AT and T Stadium, because we don't give a fuck. Some of us are vaccinated, some of us are not. But it's uh, it's our right. It's Texas, motherfuckers. We're allowed to do what we want. The Cowboys fighting this weekend. I'm hoping Kevin talks a little bit about this tomorrow. Like we need to hear uh, uh, Kevin's thoughts on the world of UFC right now. Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone is returning uh, to the octagon, if you will. And uh, this, I, now I like that he's on this card because guess what? So is the Karate Hottie, and this is like it seems like Karate Hottie is the bigger draw. She's the main event. It's Marina Rodriguez versus the Karate Hottie, Michelle Watterson, the greatest fighter of all time. That's the main event. Donald Cerrone, back on the line. You're fighting some jobber, Alex Morino. None of us have even heard of him. None of us even care. Angela Hill's also on this card. Like there's, There seems like there's some big names on this card that might have fallen off a little bit. 
Uh, Jake Shreds all day says this was supposed to be Sanhagen and Dillashaw. We need, I need to see, I like watching Dillashaw fight because I want to see him get his ass kicked for what he did to my boys over at Team Alpha Male. So th- uh, this is going down this Saturday, May 8th. I might be watching this because I already have this paid for. I have ESPN Plus. So I might be watching the Karate Hottie take on uh, Marina Rodriguez. And although Marina Rodriguez is the favorite, I am not allowed to ever bet against the karate hottie Michelle Watterson. So I'm picking Michelle. I got my faith on her. Donald Cerrone, by the way, 36 and 15. I, I think he's going to lose. Like, can I be this guy? Can I be the guy that predicts that the Cowboy loses another fight? Like, when he lost to Conor McGregor, it really felt like he didn't even try. Like, he just kind of showed up and was like, ah, eh, fuck it. It doesn't matter to me. Like, he really he didn't seem that invested. And now that I'm looking at 36 and 15, he's fighting a guy who's 18 and 7. Alex Morino, my friends, this guy's ready to go. He's got something to lose and something to, something to gain. So he's coming in to win this fight. So I'm excited to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see this brawl. Cowboy Cerrone, we've seen him fight. I mean, the last few times I've seen him fight, he, never, he has not impressed me. It's almost like Dominic Reyes losing three in a row. I don't know what happened. This guy was legit at some point, but it's just not anymore, okay? And that's okay. I know nothing about Alex Morono, uh, but I know the karate hottie. She's a hot Asian chick. I don't even think she does karate. I think it's just a gimmick. And uh, I, I, I like seeing her and her family on Instagram. They're so cute. And I know nothing about Marina Rodriguez. So that is why Michelle is going to bring home the big W for uh, where she fight out of? Albuquerque? Everyone fights out of Albuquerque. That's worth a damn. Maddie Spice, this one's for you, buddy. Uh, the New York Rangers have been fined $250,000 by the NHL for a criticism uh, of George Peros and the uh, the safety committee of the NHL. Now, my favorite thing about George Peros being the head of the safety committee, the, play, the player safety committee, is George Peros was a notorious ass-kicker fighter uh, for the Ducks. He was never like any – he wasn't even good at hockey. He literally would walk out on the ice. You, he was on the fourth line. You knew he was coming out there to get in a fucking fight with someone. That is why George Peros had a hockey career was because he could fight people. And the Ducks needed somebody to just come in once in a while and crack some skulls, and then it would get the crowd pumped up, and then hopefully the momentum of the game would change. That's the only reason Peros had a job. George Peros has racked up 1,902 penalty minutes over 474 games, mostly just from fighting. Like It wasn't like he's out there accidentally hooking people or cross-checking. It was the gloves are off, let's fight, it's time to go. So for those who are unaware, the other night we played the clip on Tuesday, Tom Wilson slammed Artemi Panarin to the, to the ice multiple times. They called it a body slam, we called it a rock bottom. They don't know what they're talking about. They're Michael Cole, we're Joey Styles. Uh, so a statement was released directly after the Department of Player Safety and its head, George Perrell, says, uh, this, the Rangers said, we find it shocking that the NHL and the Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend Tom Wilson indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. 
We view this as a uh, dereliction of duty by NHL head player safety George Peros, and we believe he is unfit to continue in his current role. I mean, this is public. Rangers release this as like a team. This is like how every team was like, we stand against racism. Like every team had to do that. The Rangers used that same communication path for this message. They were like, fuck the NHL. George Peros. Catch the buzz. Feel the sting. Whoa, an Alexa bar from Quigley. It's a GG. It's like a um, an emoji man from the emoji movie with like a he's blowing smoke and it's a thumbs up. That's amazing, Quigley. Thank you so much. I appreciate you forever. I will never George Peros you in the middle of the ice. So the NHL decides, okay, they're not allowed to say things like this. Quarter of a million dollars. Like I just that seems like a lot. And again, as Zach and I said, this fight between Wilson and, and Panarin did not seem that fucking bad. Now I know Panarin is hurt. Uh, apparently he's going to miss the remainder of the season. But, I mean, th- it's a hockey fight. If you don't want your guys getting hurt in a hockey fight, you t- you sit their asses down before every game and you say, no fighting. Anyone that fights, cut instantly. We're taking, ho- we're taking the fighting out of hockey because it's useless when guys are getting hurt for no reason. That's the best way to save your, your talent. That's the best way to make sure nobody gets hurt in a useless fight. Uh, because th- this fight isn't part of the game. Now, I know it's fun, and I go to hockey games, and there's people that are sitting in the stands that were like, oh, I, I-, I was hoping we'd see more of a fight tonight. You know, oh, I went to a fight, and a hockey game broke out. We all know the dad jokes. And uh, there, to watch the, 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 the kerfuffle that happened over there in the, uh, behind the net, and even Patty Spice in the chat saying this wasn't a fight. It was, there was clearly other dudes fighting. So when the referees start trying to separate guys, you get the fuck out of there. You separate. You leave. Get your ass back to the line. We don't know this. Yeah, Maddie Spice. You know nothing. That's the problem. I know everything. Everything, Maddie Spice. TWFS says you can't fight ladies. You'll get knocked out. So I, I can't stop a takedown, though. All I do is spitting heel kicks. That's my move is a spitting heel kick. And this is, yes, like I understand Tom Wilson, repeat offender. Oh, he's dangerous to the game. Then don't allow any fighting whatsoever, whatsoever. And, yeah, if, I love the, the article that I found from The Athletic. It even brings up Peros' main role in hockey was to be the enforcer, was to come out and fight. He was the kind of guy that would just come out and brawl with dudes, just knock them out, and that's all we needed. That's where we need. And then uh, Bruce Portrow is trying to say, oh, George is a nice guy. He's in a tough position. Now, look, I here, my solution is just get rid of fighting. Why are we still doing it? If Tom Wilson ever fights anyone again, kick him out. If anyone fights anyone again, kick him out. There's a $5,000 a $5, fine. Yeah, that does seem light. But it also seems like, well, shit, we encourage fighting. The fans love it. We add it into our video games. Press Y. Hey, press Y. We, we encourage fighting on the ice. Why are we trying to get, like, this? why are we surprised when something happens like this? We shouldn't be. I know everything, Maddie Spice. You know nothing. You're slept. You're too on the inside. And uh, Lawn Gnome says that Madden should bring in fights for divisional games. Like, yeah, if the Ravens are fighting the Steelers, you can press Y and everyone starts brawling after every play. That only happens when the Raiders, okay? Maddie Spice wants to have his cake and eat it too. Fighting is part of the game, which it's not. 
fighting never scores any goals. The the way you win the game is by putting the puck behind the the behind the line, put the puck in net. He says slamming someone almost on their neck isn't. That said, like Maddie Spice, I don't mean to say it. That sounds like a pussy to me. You want to talk about fighting? What's the difference between fighting and slamming? I don't know, man. Not not much of a difference. So I think the NHL does have a problem on their hands. I do think this might get rid of fights in the NHL because I watch the Olympics and they don't allow fights in there. They know what they're doing. They're trying to play hockey. Fighting is not hockey. All right. I now now I've been watching hockey for not as I haven't watched as many games as Maddie Spice, but I am older and I've probably been watching the game more years. And I want to say it's been they've always been fighting. We need to just. Get rid of it if it's this much of a problem. If you don't want to see someone get slammed on the ice, hey, I don't want to see anyone get punched. As soon as your gloves come off, it's like, I thought you needed the gloves to hold the stick to play hockey in case you got hit in the hand with the puck. Now suddenly you don't need them? You just want to, is this going to help you score goals? Throwing some fists, is that going to help you put the puck behind the, behind the line there? Are you going to sneak it in the five hole while you're throwing punches? No way. And the referees, no, they're just standing there like, oh my gosh. Here we go. Like, they have to just hold everyone else back. Like, okay, cool. Peros is going to fight. Peros is going to fight. All right, everyone watch out. Let him do his thing. Oh, that guy's knee hit the ice. It's over. Bring it up. Just get rid of fighting. You can either have no fighting or all of it. DDT's on the ice. I thought the XFL, when that was announced, I legit thought it was going to be like the WWE. Like, I thought you were going to be allowed to, like, do moves and shit on the field. Like, if the if the receiver's about to run a route, you were allowed to, like, hit him with, like, a low-rotation power slam like your gold dust. You just flip it, and you get him, and you're like, I got him! Don't worry, coach. I power slammed him. He's out. You know, and then the, the quarterback's about to throw the ball, and you get under his arm, hit him with a rock bottom, or find, get the choke slam, grab him by the helmet, reverse DDT. I thought the XFL was going to be great. Unfortunately, it had Matt Vaskersian, so it wasn't great. Didn't work out for me that way. So, ultimately, the NHL has a problem on their hands. Now, I know dirty players are always going to exist. I mean, some guys live on... George Peros was a dirty fucking player. He was just an enforcer. It, it's astonishing to me he's able to get a job in the NHL in regards to player safety. How is he just hitting... He just, how is that the guy keeping everyone safe? And when you watch hockey fight, like, compilations on YouTube... There is a lot of guys, like, they, after they fight, they're like, oh, good one, bro. Like, they, they're fighting to entertain the fans or to, or to entertain the boys. Yeah, it's 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 useless. There's no need to have fighting if it's going to be a problem. If, any, if people don't want to get slammed, I'm sure other guys don't want to get punched. Just get rid of it. That's fine. Let's do it. The Raiders are going to get Aaron Rodgers. Okay, everybody? Let this sink in. The Raiders are going to get Aaron Rodgers. All right. Now, now hold hear me out. Aaron Rodgers is not playing another snap for the Green Bay Packers. Now, I've already heard that uh, whatever his name is, Gunta Kunt, doesn't want to trade Aaron Rodgers. It's like, why would we trade the best player of all time? There's really no reason for us to trade him. No one can give us enough for this guy. But Rodgers is not going to play for you ever again. He's either going to retire and never play again, or you can at least try and trade you can at least try and trade him to get something right now i've been reading up the obvious team now i i said the raiders as a joke the broncos are probably the team that he's going to go to okay the broncos have the most uh trade capital they don't really have a true starting quarterback uh i know all the teddy bridgewater fans out there are probably like what they got teddy bridgewater he's outstanding he's amazing 
Uh, and they got Drew Locke. Drew Locke's kind of been a, a bit of a failure. I don't feel like he's gotten enough reps. I mean, he led the league in interceptions last year. He completed 57% of his passes last year. But the Broncos uh, seem to be the team that has the most sway. You know, this is the team that was able to get Peyton Manning through free agency. But I think they have enough to trade to bring in Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, I want to see the fucking Raiders get this guy. Like, (laughs) even the Athletic has, like, an offer for Aaron Rodgers. Here's what I'm saying. All right. Here's what the Athletic is predicting is the trade offer, okay? This is what they would give up for Aaron Rodgers. They would give up Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, so a tight end and a receiver, and then next year's and the year out. So next year and 2022 and 2023 first-round picks and third-round picks. That seems like a lot. That's a lot of fucking people. That's funny. Matty Spice in the chat says Raiders are going 5-12. and 12. I said that exact same thing today at work. I told my coworker, I go, I guarantee you the Raiders win maybe five games this year, probably four. Like, there's no way they're winning any more than five. But here's what hear me out. If they can get rid of Derek Carr and so, – now, I understand Raider fans uh, – Derek Carr was actually top ten last year in quarterbacks. We need a top five if we're going to win any fucking games. Because you can be top one for eight games, but if you're 32 for the next eight games, you're useless. You're a piece of shit. I like Derek Carr. I've always liked him. But Carr has just – he had that amazing season. He got hurt. He's just never been the same guy. I've watched him throw an interception, go back to the sideline and argue with people. Like, no, you threw the ball. You don't have to throw it to to the defender. And it's not like somebody ran the wrong route. The defender was standing there by himself, and you hit him in the numbers. So I feel like you were looking at that guy. Like, you're the problem in that situation. So I do think that Rodgers could come into this team. I mean, you look at the Raiders. They have Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs. They have guys kind of that are ready to win games. And unfortunately, with Derek Carr, I feel like they're such a mediocre team. They're really middle of the pack and, honestly, the bottom of the pack. They need a huge splash to come in and, and, and win more than five games. I, I just, I'm just i not sure if the Raiders have it in them to win more than five games this year. Um, they lost Trent Brown. Uh, they, they brought in Alex Leatherwood. And they brought in a, they brought in that safety from TCU. So there are some bright spots, but I say if they're if they're willing to trade Derek Carr and two first rounders to get Aaron Rodgers, and they might win this year or next year, I think it's worth it. I do think it's worth it. I think that it's time to move on from Carr. There's been a lot of will they, won't they? You know, oh, Carr's a Raider for life. Is he not? We're not sure. He's holding out till he gets a big contract, twenty five million a year. Are you happy, Derek? Yes. I don't know. I really don't know. I would say that the Raiders need to move on from Derek Carr. When Mariota came in, I was even thinking that Mariota was going to take that job from Carr. Like, I was like, wow, that's kind of shocking that they even brought in Mariota. And I kind of thought he was going to – I thought he was going to compete, take that fucking job. But uh, the other the other name that I'm hearing for the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, the Washington football team. Uh, they, the – the Washington football team was unable to acquire Matt Stafford. They signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year deal. Coach Ron Rivera still has Taylor Heineke. He still has Kyle Allen. Uh, it looks like Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter, I guess. Can you imagine if they were able to get Aaron Rodgers, though? <laughs> like This team would change completely. I mean, this team made the playoffs last year. The Redskins were a playoff team last year. And unfortunately, uh, Alex Smith had, was injured and decided he couldn't play. 
So they had to go with Taylor Heineken, who played good. There was no way they were going to beat the Buccaneers. There was no way they were going to beat the Buccaneers. But the Washington football team would benefit tremendously from acquiring Aaron Rodgers. And every team would. Every team would benefit a lot from from Aaron Rodgers. But uh, the Redskins in particular, definitely, it definitely seems like they would be the team to uh, – like that – I could see the Broncos suck, but they have Bridgewater and Locke. The Raiders suck, but they have Carr. Like, the Redskins have Fitzpatrick. They need Aaron Rodgers the most. But I am, I'm hoping, and I'm, I, like, part of me just has this weird feeling that uh, Gruden will be able to not have to worry about the quarterback position, which he's a quarterback guy. Remember Gruden's QB camp? Remember that cute show on ESPN he would do where he would sit down with the quarterbacks and they would watch video together and draw on a whiteboard? It was so cute. Mariota was on there. And I think it would just take so much pressure off this team if they had Aaron Rodgers. So why not give up two first-rounders? Because you don't know how to use the first-rounders anyway. Cleland Farrell, Alex Alex Leatherwood. Take that pressure off your back. Get Aaron Rodgers. Win 11 games instead of five. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Lawnome brought up – Lawnome in the chat brought up Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers are in a really good situation. The only problem for the Chargers – they play Patrick Mahomes twice a year, and they're in the same division. Like, they're going to have to be fighting for wild card spots. Like, and now, they're going to have a much easier schedule this year than the Chiefs because obviously you play. I think the uh, I think the Chargers came in what third place or fourth place, so they play the other third place teams in the AFC while the Chiefs got to play the first place teams. So they have two easier games, and that should lead to them being able to sneak out some extra wins. And that might help them in the divisional race. But there's no way. The Chiefs are one of those teams when they lose, everyone goes, who did they lose to? They, like, scratch their head. They're like, I don't remember who they lost to. And last year, you know who the Chiefs lost to? The Raiders. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that division's really fun right now. Even the Broncos are, like, a shitty team that they can win for no reason. They'll just win out of nowhere. Uh, And now they got Patrick Sertain the second, so they're even getting better. So their defense looks a little bit better. When they won that Super Bowl, they were a defensive team with Von Miller. It's not like uh, uh, Peyton Manning was lighting the world on fire. Uh, Not by any means whatsoever. Uh, So before we go to break, Albert fucking Pujols. This broke today. I'm so upset sometimes when I live in Dallas because I I tried to find any radio station talking about it, and no one, no one was talking about this. Like, and I know it's not a big deal anymore because obviously Albert Pujols is like, there's such a difference. TWFS says that guy is in MLB The Show. This guy is in MLB The Show. Albert Pujols was one of the greatest fucking baseball players ever. And he really is just, this This past decade with the Angels has been a, nothing short of an embarrassment. He really is like, he went. He came in batting, what, 330 on average over 10 years. He had all, you know, he averaged all these home runs and all these RBI, all, all these RBIs a year. He just he signed this fat ass contract and never brought that same game with him to the Angels. Uh, now, Pool now Pool sold a lot of tickets. I'll say that a lot of people would go to games, to uh, a lot of people would go to these uh, Angel games to see Albert Pujols. Like he was one of the many reasons that I went several times to see this guy. Now I know that they're you know the Angels are happy they signed him. Oh, it was great. You know we're so happy that we had Albert. He's been so important to this organization. Sold a lot of fucking tickets. We know, but 
I'm curious. So I'm curious if he's even going to sign anywhere. I don't. I think everyone's just going to let him walk. I think it's time for Albert to ride off into that sunset. He has not been the same guy for the past five years. He's been, jeez, oh, he's bat right now. He's batting 198. Like he's not even at the Mendoza line. 200. He's in the final year of that 10-year deal. It's finally time to just let him go. There's no more reason like to just keep trying to get more and more out of Albert, Albert Pujols. Like, it's time to let him go. Uh, the Angels, uh, they designated the first baseman for assignment on Thursday. A source confirmed that uh, Pujols will be released. And, yeah, he's allegedly 41 years old. That's the other thing. People at the beginning of this season were saying that he he might ha- not have a real a real birthday, like, on, on his birth certificate because he was born in the Dominican Republic, so they might have been able to doctor his birth certificate in some way. So he might not be... Uh, he might not be 41 years old. He might be more like 46 years old. Um, so unfortunately for Albert Pujols, yeah, this this is the end. Thank you for your service, but uh, yeah, this ter- terrible these past couple years. It's been hard to watch. It's sad almost. You're watching one of the best players ever. You're watching someone who's like ranked in the top five on MVP 05. It, it's over. The run is finally over. For Albert Pujols, uh, an amazing career, but yeah, it's time to go, buddy. Like we 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 did it, okay? You did it, we did it. Uh, thank you for your service, but yeah, it's he's been terrible these past couple of years, and it's been really really hard to watch. So uh, you know what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna take ourselves a quick break. Uh, we're gonna refill our waters. Uh, I don't have any more of these mini Coca Colas. These are outstanding. And in, so yeah, in the chat, there's questions on batting averages. 300 is where you like your star players to be at. Like 300 is that mark where it's like, okay, this guy's getting a hit three out of the 10 times he's at the plate. Uh, Really good guys are batting 340, 350, unheard of stuff. Those guys are winning batting titles every season when they're hitting 350, 360. Um, 270 you can forgive for like a power hitter like Albert Pujols if he's getting RBIs, if he's hitting home runs, if if his slugging percentage is up. But that none of that's been happening for Albert. He hits into the shift every fucking time. He he just he doesn't he doesn't produce like uh, someone who gets paid twenty four million dollars a year does. He just doesn't produce. We got some hypes from uh, like that burp, guys. We got some hypes from the lawn gnome. I had a Caesar salad for dinner. It was outstanding. Chicken Caesar salad, guys. So good. It it came with the pizza. Don't worry about that. Think hypes from Kevin. Stay safe from Kevin. Let's go to break when we get back. Wrestling, dude. So much wrestling. It's going to be, <laughs> Jordo, these terms sound cool, hitting into the shifts. Yes. For those who are unaware, the way baseball works Prove is. Prove to me honor is real. Prove to me honor is real. Gino just gave uh, a, a dollar and says, for the break. I had a song queued up already, Gino, but let's go grab your song. For the break. Uh, let's see. Teenage Dirtbag. I have no idea what this is. It better be four minutes because I got to go pee. So, yeah. Um, the the diamond is a shape, okay? And you have a third baseman, first baseman, a second baseman, and a shortstop. Everyone is distributed evenly. Everyone is where they are supposed to be. So, I know this song, according to Kevin. I opened a bunch of them right here. Um, oh, maybe I know that song. Uh, but, either way. I do know the song, <laughs> but uh, well, the shift is when you when you know Albert Pujols is hitting it towards the third baseman, 
instead of having the second baseman stand, you know, where the ball is definitely not going to go to him, he just decides to go over toward to that side. Okay, instead of having two guys on this side where we know Albert's going to hit it, we're going to have three guys. We're going to have four guys. We are going to put as many dudes along this line as we can because we know you're hitting it here. We want you to try and hit it anywhere else because you're not going to fucking do it. You're not going to do it. So that's the beauty of the shift. I hate it. I hate the shift because it really does turn in like everybody's hitting into it. Like, okay, hey, this guy's left-handed. Everyone get over here. Third baseman, come play mini right field. Like, it it, it kind of takes away. Now, now, it's also the player's fault, too. If you're left-handed and the third baseman's not over there, why are you not bunting to third base every time? Push bunt that shit. Let it roll down the line. Be really easy. Yeah, Ayako in the chat. Learn to bunt down the third baseline. Just bunt it every time. I don't know why Bellinger is constantly swinging away. He needs to just bunt it down the line. That's the simple way. That's the smart way. Bunting isn't the sexiest thing, but it works. So why not do it? So let's go to break. I'll be right back. We're going to talk about so much wrestling. MLW made some huge waves this Wednesday night. I don't want to give spoilers on the Vleeties power rankings, but uh, MLW won show of the week. So yeah, it's it's one of the, it's it was the it was the show of the week by far. Myron Reed was outstanding, and now we also know the identity of El Jefe. JT in the chat says Albert Pujols has no speed. He was like a base stealing guy when he was in St. Louis. I don't know what happened. He got plantar fasciitis like eight years ago, and it never went away. His speed went from like a seventy-five in the video game to like a forty. Like it just he fell off a cliff. Fell off a cliff. Damn it. But, yeah, if he has no speed, he can still push bunt. Push bunts, my friend. That's the way of the game. I, I don't like that. I, I don't know if MLB The Show has a push bunt. Like, I remember MVP05 had had a bunt, had a had a drag bunt and a B bunt already like this. Like, you, you know, you square up. I don't, I don't think there's a way to push it. Maddie Spice 04 says stinky pee-poo. The pee was definitely kind of stinky. I'm going to be frank with you. When I peed, I like I went to the gym before uh, before dinner, and I haven't had time to shower. So I smelt the duck butter. The duck butter it like lingers. It builds up. It gets stronger. It doesn't go away unless you tame it. And uh, I have not tamed it yet. So much like Albert Pujols, I will be lingering around for 10 years. And the stank. We'll just keep getting stankier and stankier and stankier. Let's do some headlines real quick. Before we get into MLW Fusion, which took the took the cake, by the way. Outstanding edition of MLW Fusion on YouTube. It's free. Why are you not watching it? You should just be watching it by now. I want to talk a little bit more. Lance Storm, uh, he reacted to Mick Foley because Mick Foley's like, Vince, make it all women's brand. Why don't you, you piece of shit? And Lance Storm, uh, a lot more calm, a lot more Canadian than Mick Foley. He said, well, hold on. Would the women no longer be on Raw and SmackDown? I think this is much more complicated of a decision. If the women, especially the women who are main eventers, remain on Raw and SmackDown, then the all-women's show will struggle. If the all-women's show is on a lesser platform, it will feel like a demotion. So I take my kids to watch wrestling. If I take my son to watch to, to Raw and he really wants to see Charlotte or Becky – and they're no longer on there, there is a little bit of a, oh, well, that kind of sucks. Like, it was nice when they were on Raw. You know, and same with SmackDown. Like, I've been to shows where you want to see somebody, and they're not there. Like, it, <laughs> and Kevin in the chat. Yeah, I, t I do take my kids to watch wrestling. Watch, uh, watch Pro Wrestling has been my favorite right now. Watch ProWrestling.com. Uh, promo code Felides. I've been trying to watch New Japan, but it's all in Japanese. So, 
I, this is one of the other things that I brought up was like if you that's why I my idea isn't to completely separate and create a whole new brand but why not use the timing on the shows a little differently like putting the women on hour one of raw and dedicating a full hour to the women's division and that's just that's just my idea because I watched TNA where TNA had what two or four like four or five women's segments tonight including two matches that were really good they were able to use their women's division throughout the entire show and it doesn't feel like oh well shit we got to do something with Lana and Naomi let's put them in a tag match like it doesn't feel that way at all it feels like they they are uh, it feels like they're trying to I don't know like TNA just feels natural to have their women's division now Ayako in the chat brings up a great point it is almost segregation like Mick Foley's idea and that is kind of a liberal ideology right now is segregation where it's like you know we want to have all black sanctuary rooms at colleges so that way this is a safe space for people of color and white people are not allowed a new version of segregation keep keeping people separated by their race or by their gender that is something that the liberals seem to be okay with where conservatives or republicans are a lot more like we don't judge anyone by their skin color nobody should live their entire life based on what race they are you should look at who you are as an individual and decide based on that and for some reason it's odd that it's the the, the liberal side twfs says floyd looks like a vander holyfield when he had the hairline in old bump floyd attacked jake after jake showed the hairline jake showed off the hairline oh, i wonder why jake paul's trying to make headlines at the floyd mayweather logan paul uh shootout right like how come they're having a press conference and little brother decides it's time to roll in and make the fucking headlines because I mean, everything i'm seeing now is like mayweather paul uh you know, confrontation. Not Mayweather, not Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul. It's just Paul Mayweather. Now we want to see Jake versus Floyd. We don't need the the other guy involved. We don't need the low gangsters, le the leader of the low gangsters to come in and, and make that, uh, and take over the spotlight from our hero. But Lance Storm brings up a really good point where it does seem like, like Storm says booking everyone better on the current seven hours of weekly television they already have is always a good option. Because people are saying, like, why do women only get 10 to 15 minutes of Monday Night Raw? I agree. It is strange. Like I said, let's just throw uh, this tag match on here. We'll say it's a title match, so maybe people will care. But that title match on Monday Night was useless. It served no purpose to the show. It did no one any favors. It didn't make anyone look good. It didn't make anyone look bad. It was just nothing. Like, it wasn't important whatsoever. So, yeah, there is. And, there is, and by the way, can we stop recapping Raw? On every show, like it's like, two hundred five live and main event are also they also recap Raw. Raw recaps Raw, like it really like we get it. We know what's happening on Raw, and Kevin and I just watched Dynamite, and it's so fresh. That Sonic underscore Gino says it also original was meant to be a three way tag title match. I don't know what that means. Thank you so much, Gino, for the for the exclamation point TTS. Uh, there must have been another female team involved in the match. I didn't see it. Either way, great idea. More women in the one-minute match. That sounds better. So, I, uh, my idea of yeah, if if you want to go, if you want to appease the people that are saying an all women's brand, maybe let's do a, a women's hour or something. Maybe once a month we can do it's ladies' night, and we can play that song. Yeah. Uh, 
who was that? Casey and or, uh, Cool in the Gang. Is that Cool in the Gang? Because it's ladies' night. We'll play that way too much, like the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. And we'll just have a whole Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw with women on it. No Drew McIntyre allowed. No Braun Strowman allowed. No Bobby Lashley allowed. No Bad Bunny. No Miz. This is a female show. Maybe Maurice. Maybe. But I, if you want to try something like that, let's try that first. But if we're trying to, like, okay, we have NXT, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, main event. We got five shows. Now we got another one. My idea was WCW, by the way. I just want to keep throwing that out there. WCW, uh, Women's Championship Wrestling. You already have the logos and the names. If you really want to put the dagger in WCW, turn it into a women's company. I know that's not very progressive of me to say, but I think that's a clever idea. Let's have WCW. But yeah, I, I don't like the idea of, of like, like I could put out like a segregation. Like, well, the women get their own thing. Because what if the ratings do fucking fall apart? No, no one's seeing Sasha Banks. <laughs> you know, like it might not hurt to do maybe what they try to do with 205 Live where it was like, hey, they're on Raw, but they're also on 205 Live. You can 205 now. The NXT, the Cruiserweight Championship is on NXT, but Cruiserweights also wrestle on 205 Live. So we'll see what happens there. I like that Landstorm kind of took a second to go, let's chill out. Let's relax. Why don't we try and figure out how to book them better on Raw and SmackDown first? We don't need to immediately rip every woman off of Raw and SmackDown. Because imagine that. Imagine a, a little girl want, grows up and wants to be on Monday Night Raw her whole career. Oh, sorry. We, we don't do women on Raw anymore. That's the man's show. That is the man's. That's for us. Okay? That is the man's show. No females allowed. Get out of here. Uh, Daniel Bryan's contract expired after losing to Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Now, we all saw the match. We were all kind of assuming Daniel would go to Raw or NXT or somehow stay with the company. But apparently, he's not with the company at all right now. Like, they're trying to get him to resign. Uh, uh, my, my, my coworker over at Sports Kita, uh, they're saying that the WWE is trying, like, real hard to get something signed for, from Daniel Bryan, whether it's a Legends deal, some sort of part-time deal. They do not want him to go. Uh, thank you, Lonon, for the stay safe spell. They do not want Daniel Bryan to go anywhere. They don't want him to go to AEW and wrestle there. They don't want Bryan Danielson to show up anywhere. They want to keep Daniel Bryan with the WWE. They want to keep that logo on his shirt. And I think they will. I think Daniel knows, like, if he's going to make the most money and do and be truly a part-timer, I would stay in WWE. But... Uh, who knows? Maybe he wants to shock the world. Catch the buzz. Feel the sting. Jake Shreds all day. Hits the chicken winner. Thank you so much, Jake Shreds all day. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Daniel Bryan goes to AEW and starts teaming up with Team Taz. I mean, who knows? Who knows what great booking they would have for these guys? All of the other former WWE guys are killing it in AEW. Matt Hardy's a manager of Private Party. That's always fun. Uh, Christian is... Hanging out with Team Taz, getting made fun of in the the TWFS says, "Where's the bulge?" Where is the bulge, Kevin? Thank you so much. I'm all about the bulge. Kevin was rocking bulge last night on the whole fucking show. He stood up. He's like, "I spilled water," and we all saw it. We all saw the outline. We know what it is. But we don't want to like. I don't want to see Brian Danielson anymore. I don't want to see him go somewhere. I liked. I like Daniel Bryan. He's had a fun career. 
But yeah, we don't need him to go to AEW and become the manager of Private Party. We don't need him to become. Where's Lance Archer? Remember Lance Archer? Lon Gnome says make Christian Cage the savior of TNA. TNA doesn't need saving. TNA's top two right now. Got to be honest after tonight's show. So Daniel Bryan not signed with WWE. We'll see where that goes. I'm assuming he just resigns. Uh, AEW. We talked about this a little bit last night uh, on the whole fucking show. They made people watch the first hour of Blood and Guts. The the so AEW Dynamite last night was a it was a special. It was like a pay per view almost. They they gave it its own name, Blood and Guts. They gave it its own graphics. They went red and black instead of the traditional Dynamite colors, and uh, the fans show up to the cage is already set up around the two rings. There's a cage, two rings, and people are like, whoa, what the fuck? We're going to get to watch the, the Blood and Guts is going to open the show? This is going to be nuts. I can't wait to see this shit. And unfortunately for every fan, they quickly realized that they were going to watch Dynamite on a TV until it was time for the Blood and Guts match. Now, they were supposed to sit there and give live crowd reactions to what's going on on the screens. But I just can't imagine showing up to a wrestling show. I mean, I've been to church where the, the big screen lowers. And we're supposed to watch church on the TV. And I go, if the fucking pastor's not here, I'm not staying. And I've done that before. I've left. Because I didn't realize that I was being taken to watch TV. To watch TV church. I grew up Catholic. There was a priest there. No matter what. There was a priest at the church. I start going to non-denominational Christian church with my wife. And suddenly there's nobody there. It's a bunch of people. There's a band playing. And I don't like the worship music. I've said it a hundred times unless I'm with Nathan Weller. He and I are always listening to praise music. And the songs end. And then the big screen lowers from the ceiling. And I go, what the fuck is this? And the pastor shows up. And the message was, it, it should have just said, recorded earlier tonight. Like It should have just said that. And I was like, what the fuck are we here for? He's not here. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I just got up and left. I told my wife, I'm out. She's out too. Let's go. I'm not, I didn't know we were getting roped into watching church on TV. We can do We can do this at home. They have an option to watch it from home. If he's not here, I'm going to watch this in my boxers. This, the condensation room, this water, is, is not playing around. Taking a sip of water, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, like I said... Fans were offered a refund because they literally were sitting there watching Blood and Guts. And people spent money to go to the show. And I've often wondered what it's like to go to a, a dark a, a, yeah, dark taping or a dark elevation taping. Because when you go to TNA or TNA, AEW, it seems like they have like seven hours of content to do for you right then and there. Because they record like two episodes of Dynamite, record a couple darks, a couple elevations. You're there from like sunrise to sundown. And I just can't imagine spending money to go to, like, a pay-per-view. And people were legit, like, furious that uh, people, like, thought they were going to a pay-per-view and they watched the whole thing on a screen. I remember Danny Richardson, Kevin's best friend, telling the story about WrestleMania 12, the Roddy Piper backlot brawl. Everyone in the arena, since the Arrowhead Pond didn't have a, a screen at the time, um, they, they rolled out, like, TVs for people to watch this on. Like, all right, everybody, focus on these screens. We want you to watch this backlot brawl. It'll end here. Don't worry. Not sure how that got booked. Not sure why Tony wouldn't advertise that or say 
you're only buying tickets to the Blood and Guts match. Or, call me stupid, why not just have a a Blood and Guts Dark or something? Why not just have more matches in, in Blood and Guts? I know you want to keep it. I know that wrestling hates uh, TNA Lockdown. But if it's if it's this much of a problem where it's like okay the rings are set up we can't have any other matches uh, because we got the cages there, do something. Put another ring on the side. Put a third ring. World War Three that bitch. You don't need to. You, you don't need to fucking like oh this is it. Like have another have another blood and guts. If you give people two blood and guts matches, I bet they wouldn't be saying that shit. If you had two hours of blood and guts, people would be cool. But you gave them an hour watching TV. It was ridiculous. I don't understand that. Uh, I, I don't have anything on that TNA lockdown. We'll, I'll, we'll talk about that at, at another date. Because that, that is something that every time I hear Eric Bischoff or Bruce Pritchard, what do you think about TNA? Conrad, what did you think about the TNA lockdown concept? Chat me up. And then everyone immediately goes, hated it. Like it's the same response, hated it. You build to a cage match. And I understand their logic, but, I mean, I've watched a lot of fucking cage matches that are boring as shit anyway and don't settle the beef anyway. So let's stop pretending this is the 70s where it takes an hour to set up a cage. I like TNA Lockdown. I always have. I thought it was interesting to have a whole event inside of a cage. I remember when WWE started doing Hell in a Cell pay-per-views, I thought, whoa, they're going to have a whole card of Hell in a Cell matches? I might come back to watch wrestling. It didn't work in 2009. Or 2010. But I came back eventually. And I was excited to watch these Hell in a Cell pay-per-views. Only to find out that they would put random match. Like, most of the time it was the title match. But every once in a while it was CM Punk and Ryback. Or CM Punk and Paul Heyman. Curtis Axel. So I I never had any issue with TNA Lockdown. I thought it was fun to have the X-Skate match. All the X-Division guys in a cage. I liked having tag titles in the cage. Uh, any women's matches inside of a cage. Madison Rain in a cage. All of this stuff are things that I like. So I don't know why every every time a, a former WWE or WCW guy showed up, they were just hated it. What are we supposed to do with this? Well, how about the wrestlers go out and tell stories? How about not make the entire thing about the cage? You know? Y- there are ways it makes some, make some matches escape over the top. Make some matches pinfall. There's lots to do. Make some matches, which they even did a few times. Cage doesn't even matter. Open that fucking door. Go get weapons. Who cares? So I don't. I never had any issue with TNA Lockdown. So now let's get into where we talk about shit, okay? MLW Fusion emanated from Orlando, Florida, Wednesday night. This was the season finale of Major League Wrestling. So Major League Wrestling, by the way, hour-long show, outstanding. I have been hooked on this for a few weeks now, a few months. I know everyone's heard me talking about it on here. If you listen to ladies, you know that I am talking about major league wrestling at some point and for several weeks they've been teasing azteca underground uh selena de la renta somebody uh, purchased uh promociones uh dorado you know the gold promotion um and it's been kind of cryptic who it's supposed to be who is it supposed to be and you know it was you know everyone was speculating and everybody's speculating that we're gonna get Dario Cueto, Dario Cueto. And then I unfortunately had the thought, oh shit, I bet it's not Dario Cueto and they're going to swerve us in some weird way. My swerve was Katrina. I was like, oh my gosh, 
Katrina is going to be, it's actually going to be her. Maddie Spice 04 says don't make a fake wrestlers tonight. Don't make a fake wrestlers tonight. Good idea. We are not going to make of. I think you mean make up. I will give you no fake wrestlers. I've shown you Selena De La Renta. She's in the legacy, uh, legacy, lingerie fighting championships. She looks great. However, she is no longer with MLW. I don't know what happened here. I don't know how people are ever released from MLW, but Selena De La Renta, apparently that was her final, her final stint with MLW. She was killed off. She, now that, now that Lucha Underground is back, apparently she's been killed off. So we finally got to meet El Jefe. Last night's episode of Fusion ended. Dario Cueto is back, motherfuckers. Dario Cueto from Lucha Underground is back. The actor from telenovelas in Mexico is back in the wrestling business because we are such marks that we really liked Lucha Underground this much, even though not that many people watched it. If a lot of people watched it, it would not have been canceled. I love Dario Cueto. I like I, I just like the gimmick. I like the swagger about him. And they're building a new temple. So the rumors are... Uh, they're going to have two separate shows. They're still going to have Fusion on BN Sports, on YouTube. And then they're also going to have... They're also going to have on Vice, potentially one of these shows. Sonic underscore Gino says, ring the bell. Ring the bell, would ya? One of these shows is going to be Lucha Underground, Azteca Underground, as it's known now. And the other one's going to be Fusion. Like, there might be a difference. Like, we might have a whole brand dedicated to Dario Cueto and... Azteca Underground or Lucha Underground. Like, we might have a whole entire series dedicated to that, which I would enjoy. It's like we're, we just brought back Lucha Underground. So this was the big reveal. We, were, we, we need to worry not. No more worrying, everybody. Okay? I know that I scared Nathan Welder when I told him that it was probably going to be uh, Katrina, but they killed off S Selena De La Renta. El Jefe was unhappy because Mil Muertes was unable to capture the national open weight championship from your boy hammer your boy hammer by the way he, he tweeted a picture your boy hammer kind of looks like scott steiner you know he's kind of a big he's, you know he's just a big muscle freak and he he put a picture he was trying to qualify for the cruiserweight classic and he looked really fucking ridiculous like i just i can't imagine your boy hammer fucking the beefcake that he is trying to become a cruiserweight so that he can get his tryout in WWE, like apparently he uh, he he didn't he didn't have he had no optimism. Whoa, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Thank you so much, Drake Shreds all day. That is outstanding, my friend. I wish I had the picture. I should have pulled it beforehand. He looks so sick. Oh, here it is. I mean, this doesn't even look like the same guy. Alexander Hammerstone, my friends. He looks almost like like a like a Randy the Ram or Adam Cole. It doesn't at all look like Hammerstone. It doesn't look like your boy Hammer. He decided to give up on working legs, focus on the upper body, become a fucking badass to become uh, Hammer Dick. He rules. All right. Everybody loves your boy Hammer. Uh, so Alexander Hammerstone. And by the way, I got to be honest, they're, they're doing some awesome things inside of MLW, including the open draft that they're working on. Here's a good picture of Hammerstone. He's fucking yoked. Veins everywhere. Uh, it was so crazy to see him that skinny. Thank you for the hype, Salon Gnome. I appreciate it. Thank you for the hypes, Kevin. All of this is outstanding. Maddie Spice says that Nathan Weller is no longer here. He went to church. I am so sorry to disrupt your time of prayer, Nathan Weller. 
enjoy church. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be awesome because you're there. So uh, an amazing night of Lucha Underground, or Lucha Underground, of MLW Fusion. They announced this draft, which I'm excited to kind of see because, th- like, MLW has a website, and you can kind of see some of the guys that they have. But they have a really tiny roster. Like, it really isn't uh, – it, it really isn't like – and I, when I watch Battle Riot, I mean, we've seen MJF used to work there. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is still kind of there. TJP is still kind of there. Uh, but MOW is in talks with other global promotions. We've already heard about Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate is another Japanese promotion, not New Japan. They're definitely like – Dragon Gate's like the MLW of Japan. They're not pro wrestling. No, they're not New Japan. Uh, they're not DDT Pro. They're not Shimmer. They're just kind of there. So they're partnering with MLW. They're also partnering with Revolution Pro Wrestling, which you can find a lot of matches from Walter at Revolution Pro. They're in the UK. And AAA, because Laredo Kid wrestles in MLW. They had a unification match between Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid is a, he's a luchador, right? And he was showing up more and more on AEW. And I'm not sure why they suddenly pulled they pulled back on mini ray phoenix you know he's a good luchador he's solid in the ring i'm not sure why aew kind of pulled away from him but he was the uh, the triple a cruiserweight champion and he lost the belt to leo rush so uh so leo, leo rush and uh and laredo kid so like laredo kid from triple a so there's all these other promotions that are coming together so now that lucha underground owner proprietor dario cueto cueto is an mlw we're talking about a new temple so now how is that going to factor into the open draft? They're doing a draft. I don't know how many people are going to be adding to their roster, but they've even shown the graphic of like who they have right now. I mean, they already have the Von Ericks. They got Team Filthy. They got the guys from Contra. They got Injustice. They got Leo Rush. Uh, the Dynasty, of course. Calvin Tankman. They have, they have their base. They have these guys that we've been seeing for a few weeks. Every once in a while, somebody from New Japan shows up, like like Rocky Romero. He's been having quite a bit, quite a few matches there. Gino Medina, he's been hanging out. He's there. So we'll see who's coming to MLW now. Like, there's guys I see on the indies. There's no reason why, like, a guy like JTG isn't wrestling in MLW. Like, why is Big Cass or W. Morrissey not wrestling in MLW? I know he's with Impact now. I don't know how exclusive that contract is. Where's Enzo? Get Enzo. There's no reason we don't have Enzo. Like, there's so many guys on on the indie scene right now that are available to just be pulled into MLW. So I think this is a good opportunity for everybody. And now with having now trying to do almost two brands with Azteca Underground, you need to bring in more of the you need to bring in more of the, of the luchadors now. We have Laredo Kid. We have uh, the Los Parks. We have <laughs> we have La Parca and his sons. They're pretty awesome. Uh, they're all here. I think it's time. I'm excited to see what happens with this MLW Open Draft. They didn't give that many details other than they're just going to be announcing in the coming weeks who's on who's in MLW now. Because, uh, you know, everyone did the hashtag I'm Elite or whatever. Someone's all in. Now we're going to have, you know. Parts Made in Japan says talk about the LGPA. The LGPA. I think you mean the LPGA, the Ladies Pro Golf. I think that's what you mean, Ayako, because I'm even sitting here Googling the LPGA. Maybe that's what you meant, LGPA. L- I, I typed in LGPA, and it brought up LPGA. I'm right, L- LPGA. Okay, so the LPGA, good call, Ayako. We've never touched on this. It's about time that we do. 
They are playing some serious golf right now in Thailand at the Honda LPGA uh, at, at, at the Siam Country Club. I've never been to the Siam Country Club, but let me just tell you this. The winner is walking away with $1.6 million. Now, my money's been on the American, Brittany Lincecum. However, she is losing right now. She is one behind, all right? She's seven under par. Meanwhile, we have Ashley Buhai. We have Patty Tavantakanikit and Ataya Thikkubul. Uh, they are uh, they're all eight below par. So the LG the LPGA, I mean this is this is when the when the rubber meets the road. This is the toughest time of year. You know, when you're golfing in May, the winds are really, really tricky. Uh, it's tornado season here in America. Thailand, very similar, except they deal with uh, hurricanes. That w- that warm water climate, it's real dingy there. The humidity, it's not it's not friendly to golf. Your ball travels a lot further than it does on on a normal day. So, I'm interested to see who walks out of Thailand as the undisputed LPGA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, once they get back to the states, though, I know that Brittany Lincecum is going to reclaim that crown. Okay, we all know it. We've already heard about it. There is no way that Brittany Lincecum doesn't get back to the to the tippy top of her sport or her industry. And Brittany Lincecum, by the way, she's rumored to be a part of this MLW Open Draft. Uh, now, MLW does not have a women's division. Now they have Aria Blake. They don't. They no longer have Selena De La Renta. Like there's females that are there. Alicia Atut is the backstage reporter. Uh, so the, they have women there, but is there anything? Is I don't think there's any sign of them going for a women's division. Now, Ring of Honor has been pretty active in promoting that they're bringing women's wrestling back to Ring of Honor. Now, these are women of honor, by the way. So let's stop pretending that. Um, but, but let's stop pretending that they're just your average ordinary women. They are women of honor, and instead of being on the main show with the men, they're wrestling on YouTube for free, like a bunch of ham and eggers. What are we doing here, Ring of Honor? I thought this was of honor. You guys are making me sick. So also on MLW Fusion, a great match. If you don't watch MLW Fusion, this is a great episode to watch. The season finale. Myron Reed, who is a uh, he's a he's a cruiserweight. He's six foot tall. He's you know a lanky. He's a slender black man. Very athletic. He can hit a cutter out of nowhere. He's like every other wrestler right now who can do a cutter. It's like all right, where, how can I hit this cutter and not call it an RKO? What do I do? I'll do a cutter. Uh, he's like Cody Rhodes, uh, or he's like Rich Swan. Perfect. Better than Rich Swan, Myron Reed. Like, Rich Swan will do a cutter where he's doing a springboard going backwards, and the momentum is moving backwards, but he'll catch you with a cutter and pull you down forward. So against all physics, he's hitting cutters. Not Myron Reed. Myron Reed is jumping off. the. He's jumping out of the ring over the top rope, grabbing your head, bringing you down to the floor, hitting a cutter. He knows how to do a cutter. Myron Reed rules, and Myron Reed and Leo Rush. Leo Rush, former uh, former associate of Bobby Lashley, the current WWE champion. Leo Rush has gone to MLW and actually shown me, because I didn't know this when he was in WWE, this guy can wrestle. And he's had some pretty good matches these past couple months, uh, and he defends his championship. Myron Rush, too. I'm not going to tell you who wins. You should just go watch it. Such a good fucking match. And then the show ended with the big reveal. Who is El Jefe? Dario Cueto. Dario Cueto was revealed to be the uh, the owner of Azteca Underground, the person who bought out Pro, uh, Promoniones Dorado, or whatever it's called. So 
we have Dario Quetel back. Now he's in MLW. Court Bauer saw that there was kind of this, we want Lucha Underground. We need Lucha Underground. And now Court Bauer has brought it back to us. So other than MLW, which was outstanding, I also watched Impact Wrestling tonight. Now, I was a little, a little annoyed because I have Impact Plus on my Roku. So I, I at 7 o'clock p.m. Central, uh, Central Time, I hit the button to play Impact Wrestling on my television. I'm excited. And they're showing me something from 2010. I'm like, what is happening here? Why are you not showing me live Impact Wrestling? Like, what, what? I used to just hit this button and Impact would just start playing the live version of Impact Wrestling. Like, where did, when did the policy change? Nobody sent me an email. So I'm already kind of frustrated trying to get it to work. Then I get my Roku. Roku doesn't have a Twitch app, so I can't watch Twitch. So then I get my phone out, and I'm watching it on my phone. And I try and, like, stream it to my Roku. That's not working. So I had to just watch it on my phone. Now, after, after the anger subsided, okay, this was a very enjoyable episode of Impact Wrestling. They have figured out, in my opinion, how to use Kenny Omega as, like, he's, like, not a so he's there, all right? He was there. He, I don't even think he talked tonight. Um, he was there. He's the champion. He's just hanging out with the Good Brothers. They're promoting their match at Under Siege. There's going to be a six-man tag. But let's go through the show. Chris Saban versus Rhino. The Battle of Michigan. I like that they were calling it that. Now, I had predicted that um, the Battle of Detroit, Michigan. I had predicted that Rhino would win this match because we need a heel in that six-man match it under siege it just made sense let's throw a legend in there let's put uh, let's put rhino in there but saban won the match now i was kind of like why would saban win this match but what if saban fucking wins it under siege like i don't know if this is just impact wrestling booking trying to swerve me but seeing saban win a match like this seeing him win a good match i was suddenly going you know what Chris Saban might be one of these guys who can have a match with Kenny Omega. Now, Saban, the, the big issue with Saban is his career has been so start and stop. He has had the injury bug more than, more than anyone else, like truly. Truly, Chris Saban is one of these guys that suffers through a lot of injuries. Torn ACL on one leg, he returns, tears the other ACL. Uh, he was missing, he was MIA from, I mean, he was doing some stuff in Ring of Honor, but you know, not having an impact for, what, three or four years was kind of odd. And now he's back. And why not pull the trigger on putting him back in that main event picture? This is a former champion. You guys, Impact shows the clip constantly when you watch on Twitch of him winning the belt. It just makes sense that Saban might win this match. I'm not saying he's going to, but the fact that he beat Rhino, and Rhino had all of his goons with him at ringside, and Saban had Storm with him, I get that. The fact that Saban won this match, why don't we put a little more into that? I know he was he's goofy backstage during Swingers Palace, but I think you can get some really good promos out of Chris Saban wanting to fight Kenny Omega. And I want to see where that goes. So I'm staying tuned to Impact Wrestling for that reason. Chris Saban and Rhino, outstanding match. Really good way to open the show. Uh, Susan, my least favorite wrestler, fought Taylor Wilde, who was growing on me. Now, here's the problem with this match, everybody. It's obviously a squash match. It's an enhancement match. Taylor Wilde is recently back at Impact, so she needs to get some Ws to show that she can still wrestle. Taylor Wilde is Canadian. She's blonde. You know, I think TNA kind of thought we hit the money. We got a Trish Stratus right here, and she's a good wrestler. I'm not going to take anything away from her. Good wrestler. Susan 
is useless. Sue Young is great. Sue Young is the undead bride, like blood on her face, big disgrace, creepy. A character. Susan, she's just being a Karen. That's the gimmick. And she's friends with Tiana, and who knows why. Kimberly was there. So Kimberly and Susan are there, and my wife's watching this, and she's like, What is what is this? And I go, Oh, this is they're having a you know women's match. And after about one or two minutes. Now, now think of this, all the people that are talking shit about WWE's women division. The last wrestling match that my wife really watched was Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. So she's what now I'm having her watch Susan versus Taylor Wilde. And my wife was like, what the fuck is this? Like what? Well, this is not that she goes, this is nowhere near as good as that other match. And I go, I know, I know. This is just kind of a, you know, they're, they're trying to get the blonde chick over. And my wife's sitting there watching this like, like Sasha Banks is way better than both of these two. And I go, yes, she 100% is. But Sasha Banks is not working in Impact Wrestling. So Impact is trying to make one of these women kind of equivalent to Sasha Banks if they can. And it, it was just funny watching it with a non-wrestling fan who's pointing out like, oh my gosh, WWE is way better than this. I'm sitting there going, well, well, Raw was really terrible this past week. But, like, this Susan match was bad. I mean, clearly they just wanted to get Taylor Wilde a quick win. But I just love my wife hated it. Hated it. Because she was just like, oh, my gosh, it makes Sasha Banks and Bianca look like, I mean, just the the greatest match of all time. Which, hey, it might be. But this was a terrible match. Terrible showing for both women. Uh it is what it is. I, when you're watching Impact, based on my recommendation, I also recommend you skip this. You hop right over this match. No need to watch this one. Uh, w. Morrissey had a video package, so big cast talking about how we all turned our backs on him because he went away from wrestling and none of us cared. He said that we all called it. We all said he wouldn't last long. We knew he was a fucking flash in the pan, and as soon as the business got hard, he was going to leave it. He thought we were all saying that. And maybe he was right a little bit for some of us. I, you know, I'm happy to see him back. And he announced that he's having a match with Willie Mack at Under Siege. Now, he did use the East River Crossing to beat Willie Mack in that eight-man tag match at Rebellion. Uh, but Big Cass is back, baby. Seven foot tall. You can't teach that. He looks great. Feels great. He's sober. He's ready to kick Willie Mack's ass. Willie Mack is the Black Samoa Joe. So when Willie Mack's eating an East River Crossing, it's impressive. So I'm excited for the match. I, You know, it's unfortunate because Willie Mack is kind of someone you want to see more of or more from in Impact, and now he's going to lose to W. Morrissey. They're going to have a fine match, but, I mean, clearly, clearly it's going to be W. Morrissey's show. It's going to be his victory here. Uh, Brian Myers had a weird moment with Takei backstage. Brian Myers lost to Zack Ryder, and he was throwing like a temper tantrum. And he brought up a really good point, which is one of the arguments I have with AEW's ranking system. At Rebellion, Brian Myers beat Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona. Like, beat him. All right? That's the match. We saw it. That's good. When we move on to Impact, they have a rematch, and Matt Cardona wins. So now, instead of Brian and Matt Cardona having like a rubber match, like let's have our third match to kind of determine who really is the best. No, Matt Cardona is in the six-man match at Under Siege. Brian Myers, you're you're fucked. So Brian's throwing a temper tantrum backstage, and 
He had a weird tarot card segment with Rosemary. I've been very vocal that Rosemary is one of my least favorites on, on this show. Um, not that I'm singling out the women, although it just sounds like I named four women in a row on this program I have not enjoyed. Uh, and I don't like Gia Miller either. So there's five women on this show. Fortunately, Deanna Perazzo shows up and saves the day. Because Deanna Perazzo, total hottie. We all know it. We're all, we're all in agreement about how hot uh, Deanna Perazzo is and how good of a wrestler she is. So she's uh, she kind of she's ducking challenges, kind of. You know, she's, she wasn't out, uh, out there earlier tonight with Susan because I'm the champion. I can do whatever I want. I don't need to be out of there. I don't have to have a match every fucking week. Sonic Gino in the chat says she will grow on me. She has had like four years to grow on me. I even went and watched Delete or Decay, and I was like, Rosemary is awful. And I remember when Sexy Star broke her arm for real. I was kind of going, I was doing the same thing I did with the uh, the NHL. I'm like, what's what's the big deal here? What's the problem? But, yeah, Rosemary, ne- not never one of my favorites. Uh, she is going to face Havoc next week, which is unfortunate because I love Havoc. There's a female wrestler that I like, Havoc. And she's going to be fighting Rosemary. Now, Havoc is like, she should be Nia Jax. She's big. Nobody should be able to beat her. I have not seen, I've seen her win one match since I've been back watching Impact Wrestling. So, Havoc is like, yeah, she's like 6'3", 280. And she's going to lose to Rosemary, who paints her face and thinks she's like a Marilyn Manson clone. Thank you for the hype, Kevin. Thank you for the stay safes. I appreciate it more than you know. I'm like Rosemary, all right? I'm just going to grow on you. Uh, Trey versus Rohit had a, had a decent little match here. It was, you know, two X Division guys. Uh, I, 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 I don't say I, was, I wasn't overwhelmed with this. I like both these guys. Trey Miguel's growing on me. He's like Rosemary. Rohit, I've already liked. I think Rohit's great. Um, Trey wins the match. I don't really remember too much of the in-ring action, and this one was kind of a – I don't want to call it a snoozer, but whenever I watch a match and I don't really remember it, I call it a snoozer. Last night on Dynamite, I had to ask Kevin, what was the opening match? Because I could not remember it. And now that I just said that out loud, I know that it, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were involved. Moxley. Okay. I See, it, that match was a snoozer. If I don't remember it, snoozer. So, unfortunately for Trey and Rohit, it was a bit of a snoozer tonight. But Trey is going to under siege. Trey is somebody who could definitely win that match at under siege. So, that match is booked. They have all six guys. I have no fucking clue who's going to win at under siege. Uh, Swingers Palace then takes place. Swingers Palace, Johnny Swinger, 50-some-odd-year-old wrestler. He was in ECW, had some time in WWE as Johnny Parisi. And whenever I see him in Impact, I don't like him. I, I, he's cringeworthy. He's... He, he uses Carney speak a lot. You got to do the jizzab for me, daddy. Like, that's all he talks about. Um, however, I think we might have seen the first good Swingers Palace segment tonight because of Chris Saban and James Storm bragging about, not even bragging, because Chris Bay is there. Chris Bay is like Isaiah Swerve Scott, black dude, dreads, awesome name, awesome shirt, Chris Bay. Every day, or what did he say? Like, every day is Bay Day. Like, he had a little shirt that said, like, Sun Bay, Mum Bay. Tuesday. Uh, it was a pretty funny shirt. I liked it. it. looked like a calendar. Can't hate on that. And uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Bay was kind of just poking fun out of these guys. Like, uh, you know, hey, who's the best tag team in Impact Wrestling history? Is it Sonic B- underscore Gino says Bay is Bay. Bay is Bay. He truly is. He's outstanding. 
And he was trying to get these guys to break up. He was saying, what's the best tag team in Impact Wrestling history? Is it AMW? Is it Beer Money? Or is it Beer Guns? And James Storm was like, I don't want to answer that motherfucker. And then they asked, you know, hey, Chris Saban, what do you think? Motor City Machine Guns or Beer Guns? And they kind of avoided the whole, you know, they don't want to break them up. But then the what ended up happening was they said, okay, if Chris Saban doesn't need, uh, or if James Storm doesn't need Chris Saban, why not have the match, the main event tonight, Moose versus James Storm? Nobody at ringside. No tag team partners. Get the fuck out of here. We are going to have one-on-one action, James Storm versus Moose. And Saban's like, fine, I'm backstage. I don't need to be there. Fuck that. I thought it was a good way to set up the match. Silly little backstage segment. Everybody's arguing. Matt Cardona's there. Chris Bay's there. Trey McGill. Trey McGill's there. One thing I like about it is, you know, it's a little realistic when the wrestlers walk back and they go, hey, the match at Sacrifice, who's the favorite? You know, they want to get the odds from Swinger. Like, okay, I better be the favorite. And if I'm not the favorite, I'm going to do something on the show that will make me the favorite. So... I like the I like how they kind of take it. The wrestlers are kayfabe and they're taking it seriously. Um, after that, we had a we had another snoozer. Carl Anderson took on Juice or not Carl Anderson, the Big LG Luke Gallows. He took on Juice Robinson, and they had uh, a match. We uh, you know the Good Brother won, Finn Juice lost, and we're just building towards their six man tag team match at Under Siege. Uh, I, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, by the way, have they hit the snooze button? Have they? Like, I know they're on AEW and they're on Impact. These guys need tag belts from somewhere because the fact that they hang out with Kenny and then the Young Bucks, it just feels like the Good Brothers are like fucking slumming it. They can't even beat Finn Juice. Finn Juice is the tag champs, and I was shocked that they gave Finn Juice that victory at Rebellion. Because now it just makes, I mean, it makes the Good Brothers look even worse. I mean, there, there are rumors and speculations that New, New Japan wants the Good Brothers back. And they're trying to get the Good Brothers booked on a tour. Have them go to New Japan and maybe maybe win those tag belts. And then maybe do some sort of a, a title exchange with Finn Juice. That could be exciting. Let's have some Coca-Cola. Uh, they don't think that you need to show an ID to vote. I had to show an ID to get on a plane. I had to show an ID to buy Advil. Not Advil. Sudafedrin. Allergy meds. El Fantasmo made his debut on Impact Wrestling. Everyone was talking about how this is a big deal. El Fantasmo is... How could we describe him? He's like Kenny Omega. He's a, He's got curly hair. He's a little shorter than Kenny Omega. He's a little white guy who's from New Japan. And... Last time I saw him, I hated his guts. Uh, I, I saw him at Wrestle Kingdom, and his gimmick is he steals everyone's finishers from the Bullet Club. So I think I saw him do a Styles Clash. Um, I, I just was like, okay, I get it. You suck. You can't think of anything yourself. So your gimmick is literally copying other gimmicks. You're like you're like Kirby. You're the Kirby of wrestling. You're going to suck AJ Styles' dick, and then you're going to use the Styles Clash. So that's Phantasma. So he comes out. Being even worse than the last time I saw him because he can't stop doing the Shinsuke Nakamura arm thing. Like, that's his gimmick. Is Look at this. I'm Shinsuke. Look at me. Look at me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Shinsuke. He just kept doing that. And 
you know, he's acting cocky and cool. He's acting like heel Kenny Omega, like a shitty heel. Like he's trying his best to be a heel. Now, unfortunately for L, uh, ELP, he went one-on-one with some guy I've never heard of named VSK. And VSK was, stands for like Vincent Cirilla King, or I don't remember. Some, some uh, dude from Long Beach. Not Long Beach. Long Island. I'm from California. I know where Long Beach is. I've never been to Long Island. And this match was, was great because of VSK. VSK, a guy I never heard of, had me believing he was going to beat uh, ELP, El Fantasmo. I was like, whoa, this guy's going to win this match. Multiple times I started rooting for VSK. And I thought, what a great way to bring in uh, El Fantasmo. Some cocky, overrated heel. Bring him in, let him get humbled by VSK. And now we have two new superstars that can have a feud uh, in the coming weeks. But unfortunately, ELP won. And ELP, uh, he, he did the Undertaker pin, which is like another thing, like, Oh, thank you, Gino, for reminding me. His gimmick is he has, like, a, a, a stone in his boot or something. So ELP, like, kind of shakes his foot and then hits a super kick. So, like, oh, his boot. He had something in his boot. Another, like, what is this, William Regal, the power of the punch? And I've watched several wrestling matches where they check the wrestler's waist and their boots. For this guy who has this gimmick, no one's deciding to check his boots. So this guy's terrible. I'm surprised that it was like a big deal that he was coming over. I'm surprised he's in the Bullet Club. I don't know much about the Bullet Club, I gotta be honest. Like, ever since the Elite left the Bullet Club, I was kinda like, oh, alright, well it existed, now it's over. And I know that Tomatonga and these guys are you know, they kept it going. But when this guy comes out as a representative of Bullet Club, I mean the the mighty have fucking fallen, my friends. So, yeah, that was pretty terrible. I liked VSK, though. VSK has a future. Um, Kira Hogan and Rachel Ellering had a match. Rachel Ellering came out with a lot of spunk. Rachel Ellering is big, all right? She's like six foot something. And she came out wearing a T-shirt, and I was like, oh, maybe she's going to wrestle in a shirt. Then she takes the shirt off. And she just – I don't want to body shame, but it just feels very indie wrestling when – you have a she's wearing independent wrestling gear and she just looks very indie to me like when i watch wwe and you see sasha and bianca and you see charlotte and even natalia like tamina everyone looks really good or they're wearing something to make them look better and rachel went the complete opposite way where she's trying to dress like zoe stark and i, I don't know i don't understand that but she had a squash match she beat kira hogan pretty easily and now we're set up for Grace versus Steels next week. I like that Jordan Grace is kind of being positioned as the weaker link of this team because obviously Jordan Grace is the powerhouse. But now we have Rachel Ellering, who's just as big as Jordan Grace. And she's actually, you know, she, she's winning the match. And she's winning the belts. And Jordan's, like, injured. So they're kind of positioning Jordan Grace to look like a weaker, like the weaker link. Uh, the main event was outstanding, ladies and gentlemen. Impact Wrestling has a way with main events, all right? Uh, Moose, James Storm tore the house down. They had a great match, pay-per-view quality match. Moose uh, so Moose needed to win this. Moose should be fighting Kenny Omega at uh, Slammiversary or whatever it is. Moose is ready for that top spot. Uh, even Don Callis had a little backstage with Moose teasing that that's probably where we're going to go next but uh, I was excited for this match but however at the end of it Moose 
stayed heel or like confirmed he was still a heel because he put a chair around James Storm's leg and stomped on it, stomped the motherfucker out. And Moose, obviously, big black dude playing the NFL, great body. He's ready to be in that main event spot. But if he's a heel, are they going to position him to take on heel Kenny Omega? It might make sense. It might make, hey, I'm the most ruthless wrestler Impact has to offer. Why wouldn't I be the one to take out Kenny Omega? And even when he wins the belt, he can still be a heel champion on... He can still be the heel champion on Impact. They can keep that storyline going. I haven't seen Rich Swan in a while either, so maybe he's taking a siesta or something. But Moose is also, by the way, rumored to be leaving the company because he even tweeted out, Moose tweeted out that uh, his contract is up in June and he needs he wants to win the world title before that. Slammiversary is in July. Is there any chance that Moose wins the belt in June? Because he's not winning it this month. So, unfortunately, I think Moose might be leaving TNA. I think he might be losing the six-man match, and that'll be the last we see from him. Unless he resigns. But why would you make it public when your contract is up? If it wasn't part of your plan to generate some buzz, get some notice that, to get some notice that, hey, like, I'm doing things, and then I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I want to win the belt, but I won't, so I'm out of here. So, Under Siege is this month. Then next month, I know they have another Impact Plus special. They have Against All Odds. But I, I thought Kenny Omega wasn't defending that belt until Slammiversary. But may, maybe they'll put it at Against All Odds. Maybe maybe the big Kenny Omega match, the big draw that they're hoping for, maybe that's going to happen at... Maybe, maybe that's going to happen at uh, Against All Odds. Kevin in the chat thinks that Moose is going to beat Darby. However, we can make early predictions. I think uh, Miro, Miro's getting that big double ya. I think I think Miro's ready to beat uh, Darby Allen for sure. Tomorrow night on Fox, SmackDown, my friends. Gino and I were talking earlier. How come SmackDown announces none of their matches? How come Raw announces none of their matches? I have four matches announced for NXT. For some reason, Raw and SmackDown, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. Like, it might help if they actually say, next week on Raw. Like, you notice how every episode of Dynamite ends with them announcing the card for next week? Even Impact is announcing matches for next week. Jordan Grace, uh, Jordan Grace taking on Tasha Steeles. Like, I already know matches for next week. What is my reason to come back? There's a there's an X-Division scramble next week with six guys in the X-Division. They advertise why you should watch next week. Raw and SmackDown doesn't do that. They just go, wow, we're Raw and SmackDown. We'll figure it out when we get there. Cesaro is going to beat Seth Rollins tomorrow and cement his place as the number one contender for the Universal Championship. There's no more Daniel Bryan. We, we're running out of time. WrestleMania backlash is in, like, what, a week? Week and a half? Two weeks, maybe? We need to start booking some shit. So uh, I think it's going to be Cesaro's crowning moment. Cesaro, obviously, Swiss Superman, big dude, not the best promo, but... You know, he's so good in the ring that we've all been kind of waiting for that moment of when can he just win the belt. We saw Jack Swagger become the champion. How come Cesaro never had a moment like that? Uh, we want, and it's, it's a lot of start and stop for Cesaro, Andre the Giant, Memorial Battle Royals. There's all this stuff that we've seen uh, throughout Cesaro's career where it's like he's about to be in the main event, he's about to be in the main event. 
I think what they need, what WWE finally has decided to do is just instead of instead of trying to figure out a character, just throw the fucking guy in there. Kenny Omega, that shit. Throw him in there. No character necessary. Just be yourself. Be the guy from Up, Up, Down, Down. Go. Get out there and win matches. Tell the story in the ring. And that I know that's tough because we this is a company where Alexa Bliss is on a swing for four fucking weeks with no progression. So I know that a lot of the, 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 you know, the in-ring stuff isn't that important to this company. We, as we saw on Monday with three-minute matches galore. So we're going to have a, a nice lengthy match on here on SmackDown. Cesaro versus Rollins. I'm anticipating it to be better than their WrestleMania match. And I'm thinking Cesaro gets a big W. Let's move on to Tuesday. NXT has announced four matches already. Former tag team partners. These guys were in Sanity together. They were in the group called Sanity. They were not in Sanity together. They were in the group called Sanity. Sanity was led by Eric Young, which is very, very similar to Violent by Design right now. Uh, Killian Dane, big fucking guy, dude. Big guy, hairy shoulders, wears jeans, great wrestler. And then Alexander Wolf. Uh, Alexander Wolf is um, Sonic underscore Gino says who is better, Rosemary or this current Alexa character? Oh God, that's not even fair. Alexa, just because she's hot. I'd rather look at Alexa than Rosemary, I guess. If I could be toxic masculinity, uh, but I'd, I'd like if you were saying, hey, I I have a, a DVD. It's Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross or Rosemary versus. Uh, Deanna. As much as I love Deanna, I would watch the Alexa thing. I don't want to see the Rosemary shit. Um, or maybe, maybe, maybe giving her Deanna is too much. Maybe, like, may, I would probably watch that because I love Deanna. But if it was Havoc versus Rosemary, I wouldn't watch it. Although I'm going to, I'm going to watch it next week. Ricardo sub, and then it'll talk about my toxic masculinity. Uh, Killian Dane. Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf is with Imperium. I think Imperium is going to be involved in this match. There's no reason for Killian to win now. We're going to keep building this fucking thing until we're until we break the wheels off, my friends. So we're going to have Alexander Wolf get the win over Killian Dane. Uh, singles match. Scarlett Bordeaux will be in the corner of Killian or Carrion uh, Cross. Sorry, Carrion Cross is going to be taking on Austin Theory. We all saw Austin Theory talk about Scarlett's nails. Asking if they were fake. They're so big. They were big and firm. So Austin Theory has his work cut out for him. He's going to lose, obviously. We need to have Cross just win some matches here and there. And uh, Johnny Gargano's got Bronson Reed coming up. So I don't think I don't think we're going to segue into a Gargano-Cross feud just yet. Although I would like that. Kushida. Two out of three falls match with Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar is a luchador. He is uh, he was one of the longer reigning cruiserweight champions that I remember. He's part of uh, Legado del Fantasma. They have a nice little group of luchadors. They all wear suits. They're, I like their little group, even though they cut a really boring promo on Tuesday, and they had a uh, they had a, a ratings a ratings catastrophe of a main event the week before that. But either way. Uh, Kushida, awesome guy, time splitters, hoverboard lock, loves Marty McFly. I love Marty McFly. So Kushida just won the belt. I don't see him losing it immediately to uh, to Santos Escobar. But two out of three falls are going to have a great match. I can't wait to see it. Main event, in my opinion, I don't know if that two out of three falls match closes the show, especially after Santos Escobar uh, caused all the ratings to go away two weeks ago. So 
Raquel Gonzalez. By the way, super hot. I'm done pretending it's she's kind of hot. She's hot. Taking on Mercedes Martinez. Clearly, this is just another victory for uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I'm curious to see Dakota Kai involvement, if any. You know, maybe we get uh, some Dakota Kai sighting just because, you know, uh, she kind of is the gatekeeper for Raquel. And we know that we're, we're building their match eventually. And I can't wait to see it. So uh, Raquel's going to get a big win here. Can't wait to see it. Now, I'm looking at my screen. There's a thing I want to pull up here. I don't even know what this means. Two superstars are going to debut on 205 Live this week. WWE announced the debut for 205 Live episode on Peacock and the WWE Network. Okay, so looks like Fridays are going to be back to uh, to showing a live edition of 205 Live. No more kind of a pre-taped version. I think that these other ones have been, yeah, they've been pre-taped during NXT. Like right before NXT, they record some 205 Live. So now we have a live 205 Live. Incoming Euro, Gyro, fun name. He's going to be taking on August Gray. Um, or he's going to team up with August Gray to take on Tony Nese and Aria Divari. So Aria Divari and Tony Nese, they're the OGs of 205 Live. They're like the original gangsters. They've been on 205 Live since episode one. Ikum and Gyro, I've never heard of. Um, but August Gray, August Gray is like, what did I call him the other day? He's like the mix of like uh, Trent Beretta and like Peter Avalon. He's like the perfect mix of those two guys. Uh, but he's in 205 Live, so that's going to be a fun tag team match. And then Ari Sterling, who I don't know either, is going to be taking on Samir Singh. I'm assuming this picture on the screen is Ari Sterling. Uh, he's got uh, Phoenix Suns hair, orange and purple hair, shaved on the sides. Kind of looks like Ace Austin. It looks like Gy Gyro was known as Sojiru Haiguchi before coming to WWE. Okay, that's fun. Um, Sterling... Alex Brandenburg was known as Alex Zane on the Indies. I don't know either of these things, but looks like 205 Live is announcing their matches beforehand, which I'm a big fan of. I will be checking out this episode of 205 Live, and we will have reviews of it on Tuesday night, as we do with all the other shows that we watch. So before we go, I would like to do, I, I did write down everything I watched this week, and I ranked it. I decided, okay, how do the shows line up? Where are shows going? What do I like the most right now? Go on, catch the buzz, feel the stand. Jake Shreds all day with the chicken winner. Thank you so much, Jake Shreds. Go on, all catch day. the buzz, feel the sting. Jake Shreds all day with more elixir bombs, roses, hype spells, lizards. All of this stuff is much appreciated, Jake. I really do appreciate it. Let's go through the rankings real quick. Uh, let's start at the top. Uh, we'll just go in order. We'll go. We'll go. Let's go seven through one. Monday Night Raw comes in at last this week. This is a three-hour show that is homework. It feels every time when I'm watching it that I'm struggling to get through it. MVP was backstage with Kayla way too much. I don't know whose idea that was. I don't know if when they're writing this show an hour before it starts, if they just decide, shit, we need filler. We need filler. Get out there and talk. I don't know how they're booking Raw. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know how you have all of this time on a show and you're giving everyone a three-minute match. and like When you compare the backstage to the in-ring, it's not even close. We are hanging out backstage way more. And maybe when the Thunderdome era is over, we're going to get out of that. But it just felt this, this episode of Raw, the last couple weeks, have not been good. 
this Raw was better than last week's and the week before that. I like some of the things they're trying. I like that they're using more characters. There's a little more character development with guys like Angel Garza, with guys like Cedric Alexander. Prove to me honor is real. Prove to me honor is real. Sonic Gino just gave one dollar. One dollar. And he sent me a clip of a three of a 630 centon. Let me see. Let's copy this link and bring it up for everybody. Let's see what a 630 centon looks like from our boy Alex Zane, who is making his 205 live debut. Oh, it's only a 13 second clip. That's a perfect clip for me. Let's take a look. Uh, Alex Zane. Oh, I'm not on the screen yet. Slow down. Okay. Let's take a look at Alex Zane hitting his 630 splash. Here we go. Could be the moment of victory here. Oh, shit. Podcasters, he was wrestling in a backyard. This looks really terrible, but um, it was cool to see uh, Tony Duppin. He's in Ring of Honor. Uh, this guy literally jumps over the top rope outside to the outside of the ring, does a 630. So that's, you know, the rotation, 630 degrees. Smashes Tony stepping through a door. To a fucking door. Let's watch it one more time. Alex Zane. Here we go. Could be the moment of victory here. Oh, shit. door bro what did i click on through the door goes alex zane and tony step tony teppen or whatever his name is from ring of honor thanks for coming tony teppen just got your ass fucking smashed bro 630 splash through the door that's good wrestling right there whenever there's a door on the outside of the ring laid out like that so that's gcw i watch it every once in a while gino was saying like uh, <laughs> uh nick cage should go to mlw that sounds terrible or nick gage that sounds terrible nick gage can't wrestle he's a deathmatch guy so he's gonna have death matches with guys he's like mance warner let them have their death matches we'll worry about the in-ring action well i'd rather watch a leo rush myron reed like because i've watched deathmatch shit and a lot of times like a lot of czw stuff it's like a powerbomb through a glass door and the guy kicks out it too, you know. A pile driver uh, off the top rope through two tables kicks out it too. It's just like, when do you know that it ends? When When is enough enough? And it gets to the point where it's like, I know this is bullshit now. Like, I like watching wrestling. I'm a purist. I like watching Myron Reed matches, okay? So as I was saying, Raw comes in at number seven for the shows this week. Number six, 205 Live. 205 Live, I did watch it. I enjoyed it. Bollywood Boys were there. Jake Atlas was there. There's some good matches happening on 205 Live. The biggest issue for 205 Live is that it just recaps Raw. That's all it is. It's just a recap show for Monday Night Raw. They they had 20 minutes in recap. It, I, I did. I, I just wasn't. I like the opening match. I like the main event. They have they bookend the shows really well with two matches, and then the middle is just highlights. Why would you do that when you have all of this great cruiserweight talent on the roster? You're having two tag matches tomorrow night. Why not have, you know, four singles matches? Why not put four matches on this card? Why not have four 15-minute matches? That's an hour. Including entrances. 205 comes in at number six. NXT comes in at number five. I, I When I was laying at the shows, I was kind of going, hmm, like, where would NXT go? I knew Impact was above NXT. Uh, so NXT... 
unfortunately falls in at number five. I loved that main event tag team match. It was really fucking good. Uh, I love the Isaiah Swerve Scott opening match. But when I think of what happened in the middle there, you know, I'm kind of curious on the next. NXT's rebuilding right now. They're, they're, they're going, you know, they had their amazing stand and deliver event. Now we're waiting to see where it goes next. Where's Karrion Cross going to go next? Where's Kyle O'Reilly going to go? Pete Dunne, Finn Balor. The four best wrestlers on the show were there. Johnny Gargano was also there. All of these great wrestlers were there, but I just felt like that show, as good as it was, was a little bit behind some of the other things that I watched this week, like Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling that I just watched, maybe recency biased. I thought it was a really good show. I thought the main event was great. I thought the opening match was good. Uh, there's just a flow right now to Impact. I like that they're building to this match at Under Siege. Kenny Omega was there tonight, so you see him a little bit more involved with Impact because it seemed like maybe he wasn't going to be involved. But now that he's here, it's nice to see he's building towards his own match at Under Siege. And I'm one of these fans. Like, I know, I think I talked about this on Tuesday, and, and people were saying monthly pay-per-views are too much. But I grew up in the era of monthly pay-per-views. I grew up uh, 1990, you know, 1998, 9, 10, 9, 10, 2000, 2001. Like, there was a pay-per-view every month. And you were always building to that next major match, that next major event. And right now, Impact is building to Under Siege. And they're doing a really good job of that. So I'm excited to see what that event looks like in the next coming weeks. Number four, Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling comes in at number four. Or number, I just said that. Number three, Dynamite, Blood and Guts. Yeah, number three, not number two or one. There were two better shows that I watched this week. And you already know what they are. But you have to know who falls in number one. Dynamite was good. I, the QT Marshall stuff, kicking out of Cody's finisher, kicking out of all kinds of moves. They're really putting this guy over. But... Why? Has he earned that spot on the card? I haven't seen him win any other matches. Suddenly, he's able to kick out of all these moves. Even in a losing effort, he looks like a fuck. He looks like the Undertaker. I didn't understand that. Jericho fell on a mattress. Stop telling me otherwise. Stop trying to tell me different. You know, everyone's saying, it was still a crazy jump. Stop it. It seems lazy to make the, the, the fake corrugated steel. It seems lazy the way that they had the pads all set up. It looked like he fell on a mattress. It didn't look painful. Sammy Guevara saying, we surrender, like off mic, off camera. I mean, the the the, the climax of this match didn't feel, I, I wasn't satisfied with its ending. So Dynamite, had, they do some really good things. I think they do some really shitty things. I'm, I am also upset that Hangman Page was number one contender for two months, never got a title match, loses once to Brian Cage, after being attacked before the match, and suddenly he's out of the title picture entirely. No more, uh, there is no more uh, Hangman Page. Even on the show, I don't think I fucking saw him. Was he even on the show? So Dynamite comes in at number three. They, I, I, I got to give him the number three spot because of Blood and Guts. It was still a great fight. It had great moments. Uh, I, I like Team Taz ripping on Christian, kind of building that feud a little bit more. Actually, the more I talk about it, I think NXT was better than Dynamite this week. But this is the way it fell when I wrote it out uh, earlier today. Uh, Impact was the pencil in. I was like, okay, i got to watch Impact and see where it goes. So I was like, is Impact better than Dynamite? No. It was better than NXT, though. Um, again, now that I'm saying this out loud, NXT might be number three. Either way, number two, SmackDown, baby. Loved that main event. Uh, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan has a way to make me believe, even though I know he's leaving 
thought he was going to fucking pull it out, man. I thought he still had it. Uh, yeah, I agree, Gino. Sonny Gino in the chat. NXT was better than AEW. I think I think I will reshuffle this. And uh, the official the official rankings would put NXT at number three. And that would be that would put Dynamite at four and Impact at five. Uh, SmackDown, though, I thought was really good. I, I like just the direction that they're moving in. It's strange that it feels like SmackDown has a strong belief in in-ring competition where Raw doesn't have that same affinity. So I like watching uh, Otis in matches with, with Rey Mysterio. I like the Dirty Dogs. I like the Street Profits. Like it, they just seem to have a better – they know that they're leading to stuff in the ring where Raw kind of doesn't know where it's going. There's a lot of earlier tonights and moments ago, and they treat it so much like it's this event that people are going to be coming in and out of throughout the entire night instead of wanting to stick around and watch the whole thing. Quigley is dropping hypes on me. Thank you, Quigley. I appreciate it. And the number one show this week was MOW Fusion, hands down. Myron Reed, Leo Rush, outstanding match. Really enjoyed it. Laredo Kid and Gringo Loco, two guys that I have no interest in, had a good match. Richard Holiday was there. The Consumer Ninos were there. Richard Holiday got a big win. They announced this draft that they're doing. They announced their new season coming to Vice uh, in July. It just seems like MLW, like I'm, I, a little bit of me is sad that next week there's no episode of MLW Fusion. There's going to be an MLW Underground next week, and we're not getting Fusion until July when they go to the 2300 Arena to record a, a set of tapings. And on September 11th, they're going to be in Dallas, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to that fucking TV taping because I am obsessed with MLW right now. Hammer needs his title match. I was a little annoyed that they announced there's going to be a battle riot, which I have a feeling, Gino. First episode of uh, of Fusion on Vice in the new season, battle riot. They're probably going to have the 40-man battle riot, pinfall submission over the top rope eliminations. Winner gets a match against Fatu, which is so silly. Why have rankings if Hammerstone doesn't ever get a title match? So outstanding stuff. MLW Fusion has been great. No interest in watching GCW whatsoever, Sonic Gino. I've already watched a few of them. Not that good. So MLW Fusion, outstanding. Really enjoyed it. I want, I'm, I'm catching up on NWA. So I think this weekend I'll be able to catch up on all of NWA of what I've missed. And that'll be something we can add into the mix here. Uh, because they're live on Tuesdays, right? They're right before I go. Um, but I'm not watching it before I go. They're live before NXT, I think is what it is. But... Having said all this, I want to thank everyone so much for coming in and hanging out. It's always a good time. I appreciate all the support from everybody here. Uh, Kevin will be back tomorrow night for uh, SmackDown's third hour, so immediately following Cesaro beating the shit out of Seth Rollins. You'll be able to uh, call, or not call him, but you'll be able to interact with Kevin. Trovo.live slash TWFS. That'll be a good time. Make sure you're there for that. I will be back on Tuesday that's right, Tuesday, and we're going to be talking everything. To call, not call, but call. Do not call. Everybody call. That's all I just want. I just want peace. Peace is all I just want, everybody. So I want to thank you guys so much for coming in and hanging out. Let's ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset. Again, thank you for the support. Follow me on Twitter. I'm kind of back on Twitter, so follow me there. Follow Kevin on Twitter at, what is it, at? Long, catch the buzz, feel the stand. Thank you, Drake. Dr Drake. Drake shreds all day for the easy, the smoothie with the double guns. One of my favorites. I love that guy. That guy kicks ass. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, it's uh, GG Daddy-O. 
Kevin, follow Kevin at GG Daddio. Uh, his name is Dale Gas. Don't let it don't let it deter you. That is who he is. That is where he is. Uh, Kevin says he's not sure if it's going to be used, but it followed me today, and I followed it back. So I'm sure it's going to be used. We'll see what's happening this weekend. I don't know if any Asian fighters are going to be at UFC. Michelle Watterson's fighting. Don't get banned, Kevin. Don't get banned so soon. Hang in there. Have a good weekend, everybody.